Welcome everyone to Tactical Crouch, episode 192, here for another week of Overwatch League discussions as we're heading into playoffs proper now, plans are all done and dusted, we had our reactions to how the play ends ended last week and where we are now with our top 8 teams all decided, the brackets being developed as well with every team being put in their positions, um, something that we didn't really get to talk very deeply about last week or maybe even at all is drafting so today i think we'll go through uh, you know some of the drafting um picks and our kind of initial thoughts on those and live well not a live reaction anymore but like a delayed very delayed reaction to where those drafts were and then uh going through i guess the bracket going through our pickums going through our entire um predictions expectations and basically what we think might happen in the playoffs who's going to win the league who's going to be the champion this year based off of <laughs> all of our individual opinions or who we think are good and all that kind of stuff and the last champion the last overwatch one champion i don't know it's kind of ominous in a way yeah bittersweet in some but yeah this is a this is exciting this one's i think this one maybe it's just me hoping um I feel good about this one. I feel good about having an ending Overwatch one on a on a high note. Good final. I I hope we get a good final because yeah. am I wrong for thinking we haven't had one? No, we haven't had one. Season one was a wash after day one because we did the two day yeah. garbage. Um, season two was a wash. Season three was closer, but it didn't feel like Soul had much of a chance. Yeah. Um, took took shot close, but um yeah that's, that's those are our like overwatch league mm -hmm. finals overwatch has had good finals but mm -hmm. overwatch league hasn't because we're cursed to forever have good stage finals but bad yes. grand finals yeah yep. we always so have we, banger stage finals we we've had all the fun we've all the good finals are done and dusted now now we're just gonna have a uh complete washes we head into the final game of the season and it's like i wouldn't be surprised it's like a four zero you know mm -hmm. boom done it's over um for what it's worth though I, I you just brought up season one and i thought back i'm like yeah that's right they did that kind of like weird multi-day final thing which like i'm thinking about it, i'm like why the hell did they do that and then Herder, i remember oh sure, the that's NBA right yeah i was gonna say the nba does a multi-day multi-thing final that was like uh, meant to be a thing but it just doesn't work in esports at all it's just a complete ridiculous thing to do in esports um for what it's worth by the way they also did that in season one of this year for korean contenders they did a multi-day really? final yeah um and it doesn't work for similar reasons and but they couldn't do a third day so they it was like a weird thing where it was like you had to play your first to four uh you seven oh. first to four on day one and then if the opposite team won day two's first to four br7 just played another to, match no, you play an immediate sudden yeah. um sudden death tiebreaker on a control map right away. Ew. So so that's what ended up happening. So we played day one, I think uh O2 Blast won, day two Talon won, and then at the end of day two we played a sudden death map. And that was it. And that decided the whole finals off that. Because they we couldn't do a third day. Um, right. Because oh. of like because of like scheduling and broadcast and all that kind of stuff and adding an extra day is a lot more complicated than people might assume. Oh, for sure. Um, so it just ended up being like a weird way to finish, but like, yeah, yeah multi-day finals is just like weird in esports for 
yeah. many many reasons i'm glad we moved away from that we we shelved that with dj Khaled and never brought it back <laughs> thank god Sheesh. yeah no i think it takes a very special game for that to be interesting like <clears throat> how much it's like how much change and obvious change to every viewer watching is possible like for instance in overwatch that can happen if like gay one a team gets slapped and then they go okay let's substitute this player okay mm. that then is a pretty big tell but if someone like chooses different rotations or uses ults differently or positions differently in, on several key maps or whatever nobody's going to notice that uh for the vast majority of viewers right so um the whatever you think might happen there only the conclusion is obvious to you um and therefore uh, uh, arguably that's probably true for a lot of esports where you mm -hmm. probably won't notice it unless it's something like very obvious and league would be maybe just having a completely different draft and playing very different champions in uh cs probably would be very hard as well to notice um I think the biggest concern is that you just, like, by day one, you just already know who's going to win. Just, like, there is very clearly, like, a class difference in between the two teams. That's what it felt like in Season 1 after we saw London just, like, wallop the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, I feel like in CS and maybe Valorant, it could be okay just because of, like, how individual performances can impact those games. But even then, like, you really have to commit to something like that. Like, it can't just be, like, a weekend thing. Like, you have to go, like, a few days. You can't. It's, like, I think scheduling is always the biggest problem. I think yeah. the way it works in traditional sports is, like, and, and they have this problem to some degree as well, which is you, you don't know how many days exactly it's going to take. Um, and you have the sort of case where, like, at least in traditional sports, you do it week by week. So they travel between home and away, right? Mm -hmm. The NBA. So, you know, you'll buy your tickets for this weekend's first part of the final then you go again then you go back and forth back and forth back and forth until it's finished but in esports you typically do the whole finals over the course of the weekend the weekend yeah. maybe two days tops three days if you're pushing it now you always want your final game to be on sunday but if you do this kind of the best of three finals of like different days then if a team wins on friday and saturday back to back then you just cancel the sunday it's just done at that point like what did you how do you sell tickets around that do you like sell you know, you can't do a three-day pass because you don't even know if the third day is going to be there. So you have to sell for two days and you basically have to give the third day away for free or you're charging people for three days, but then they might not get the third day, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So should I, there's no way to win there. It's just it's just all bad. Should I extract your guys' souls from your body for a second and suggest what Overwatch could be doing? Day I one. Think, day yeah. one. The first hero pool. Day two, the second hero Ugh. pool. Day three, no hero pool. Ew. Ew. Bro, we might as well play, like, we might as well play day one of Watch 1, day two of Watch 2, yeah, day three of Watch 3. <laughs> that's, um, that's probably one of the worst ideas. Oh, you, you should just play day one, 6v6, day two, 5v5, five five, and day three is a 4v4 tournament. That's it. Um, why, not, why not have elimination matches, you know? Just let's just have some DM in there, too. Why not? Um, Test out push for the first well, you time. Just do, you just do like you can do the entire like Blizzard circuit. You know, you yeah. go start on Overwatch, you do Hearthstone, you end on StarCraft. Like, um, full and, on and, the Gambit, the Gauntlet, every Blizzard and, title, and the no, Blizzard champion. Yeah, you don't like have different. You don't have like different specialists. Though. Your entire Overwatch team, yep. someone on your Overwatch team has to play the Hearthstone and then the StarCraft. 
So like you got to get like specific pros. Or, like you have to be like a multi-game pro now. You like you have to Yo, play. So where's hyped? Yeah. Where's my boy? You have to get, play. Get yeah, hyped yeah, back can, in here. Yeah, he can play the loose show and he plays Hearthstone at the same time. Like, bro, this, <laughs> you, that's what you got to do now. You got to be multi-talented. Um, uh, I would pay. I would genuinely like that. Huh? Wasn't there an MTV show called The Ultimate Gamer that Salsa won? Yeah. With in control and stuff. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched that. It was WCG Ultimate Gamer. Yes. WCG oh, was, like so a it was a little bit cringe. It was a little bit cringe. <laughs> I mean, because they the also time. did some. They also did like some real life. So they did like some laser yeah. tag, which is like, it's like okay, but like, is that what we're here to watch? Maybe, maybe not. I'm saying probably not. A gaming reality TV show just sounds really, really cringe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be cool if you do it right. But I don't trust you any what, kind of you know TV what, um, executive to do it right. You know what? You know what reality TV shows need and what they thrive off is like true degenerates. Yeah. And like, while before you say like, isn't gaming full of degenerates? Like, yes and no. They're they're not like gaming doesn't have cool degenerates. Like, we don't have enough drug addicts. We don't have enough like real <laughs> real deadbeats with like face tats uh, and making money off like. <sighs> They're making making sorry making no money off their SoundCloud that they keep sharing to everybody. Mm. Uh, we don't have those types of DJs, and th those those are the types of DJs that really make it. That like that's that's what reality TV thrives on. You need you are watching like real scum and villainy live on TV, right? That's the real Truman Show experience. Um, and I think most gamers just don't fit that. So you know, reality yeah. TV and gaming to me just doesn't really work because. Um, like we we need more fuckwits is is what we need. We just don't have enough of those in gaming for what it's worth. Um, and if we and the people that try to do that, it's just cringe. Again, it's just yeah. it just becomes cringe. It's like, yeah, but you're not really like a SoundCloud rapper. You're like still just a gamer, aren't you? So, um, no offense to SoundCloud rappers, but probably stick to your day job if you have one. If you have a day job, stick to it. If not, I I get it. I understand. Uh, they probably don't have day jobs to be fair, but. People that do have day jobs and who are excellent members of society, really the true, I think, you know, great Samaritans of the earth uh -huh. and um, people who I personally look up to. That's right. They're our patrons. <laughs> Episode 192 brought to you by Battle Crab, Refined Bean, Bronze Bob Buhal, Chare, Chris R3, 4444, Frodino, Huntertain, Porkchop Sammy, Cash67, Lolshin, Rexane, Volamelon, Sugar High, Wilmer D, and Your Misery. Um, and for you guys, you probably also wouldn't make it on a reality TV show because you're, you're not, you're just not it's scum and villainy enough. You guys are too perfect of human beings. Um, and people, people don't want to see perfection. They want to see, they want to see crackheads put into a, put into a house together for like two weeks with no access to the outside world. That's what, that's what makes good reality TV. Um. Yeah. That's true. Now, speaking of real things, um, esports, so real, so good. Um, one thing I I just realized this entire time while I was doing my pickums is that we actually only have one first to four. Yeah. So we 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 actually only have a single first to four game, this BO seven game. And that's the grand finals, and I find that quite interesting because I. Um, and, th and this is where the Korea Contender Season Two format is really nice, because we have multiple first to four games in the right. in the playoffs, the double elimination playoffs. Um, and I would have expected that the Overwatch League could have had like a winners finals, could have been a first to four, first to four. losers finals, losers. could have been the first to four, losers yeah. round three, maybe even first to four. 
Um, okay. And having those as only first to threes is actually kind of doesn't feel as competitive in a way. Uh, it's just because those are such important games. Surely we play mm. first to fours. But then I realized the reason why we can't have first to fours is because of the scheduling. Because if you actually look at the times the games are on, we have so many games uh, on a single day Some at some points, up yep. to four, like four is the max. But we have what, one is final and loses round two, three matches all in the same day. And then we have loses round three and then loses finals on the same day as well. Yep. Um, and maybe you could push those to first to fours, but th those could be really long days. So I think um, they're trying to avoid that. And also like the team that wins, loses round three and plays, loses finals, would have to play back to back. And I don't think any team wants to play a first to four BO7 back to back. Like that would be too much. Yep. So I get it, but uh, it does mean that we, we just kind of at the mercy of the scheduling. I, I think the ideal schedule to me would have the playoffs a little bit more segmented over the course of maybe two weeks because yep. it, it, this is like how many how many days is the uh is this we go from tuesday to saturday mm. so what that's what tuesday wednesday thursday friday set that's five so five days yes i had to count that on my fingers five days of finals where we just put them all together and just like knock it out in one in one fell swoop um and part of me gets that like it's like a very efficient way from a broadcast perspective just to get it just to do it yeah, but at the same time, like, man, I almost would like for it to be dragged out a little bit yeah. more. I don't There's know. There's a lot of upside. There's a lot of upside to like having that like break, where you can have your content team come in and like really start to like shape the narrative about you know, oh, this team's making a dark horse run. Like we didn't expect them to be here. You have some some cool stuff. Maybe some interviews with coaches. I don't know. Like. There's some there's there's a lot of upside along with like adding a lot of uh, competitive integrity, at, you know, maybe like Avril said, increasing winners finals and losers finals to best of four, giving more of a chance first to have the oh, I say best of four. Yeah, first of four. Um, yeah, a lot of upside. I think it's I agree. I think you hit the nail on the head. It is more efficient just to do it in one fell swoop. You have everybody's attention. You just tune in this week and that's that's when you know the the conclusion is happening but uh yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't be opposed to having a little break in between i would, wouldn't hate it yeah i think it's just the only thing that's a little concerning then is like how that works towards viewer fatigue right i think mm -hmm. we're already and player fatigue of, yes player fatigue even though i will say sure our interviews like for instance i talked to shockwave he was like you know even these back-to-back -back games aren't even that draining especially if you're not on the stage because, I mean, we're going, like, three blocks back-to-back, -back, right? And with little breaks in between. And um, it's, it's not that... Let's be honest. Gamers sit there for eight hours and, like, maybe get a coffee once, you know? Um, yeah, so it's, it's a little different. I think, but... I think for, for players, yes, like, there is definitely an upper limit. It's probably higher than we generally would think especially during online play, I will say um, the biggest limitation probably is audience behavior. Because let's be honest, like, even my, my Tuesday will look like I, I stay up, it starts at 1 a.m., and then it goes until 8 a.m. or something, right? Yeah. That's a lot of, even if that's perfect for your time zone, that's a lot of games to get through. Which True. a majority of the audience won't all catch, I, I would think. So 
But don't yes. you want to give them more time to catch them? Like, in a break? Mm, well, I think there's also something to be said about, like, fatigue as per amount of days spent. Agreed. Right. I guess I'm I'm kind of cushioning that with some sort of, like, again, it's a concerted effort all around. I think of, like, worlds, kind of like how we're postulating right. on on this right where it's it's a week couple week long there's a lot of content pushed out a lot of entertainment value given with like the world song that we're still kind of waiting for and it's kind of an exciting time it's it's the season right it's the mm. the it's the christmas halloween it's almost like a festival right the thing is we need a festival the price the cost of that is already ridiculous right i agree 100 percent. and I'm not sure if teams are too happy because, like, the, the distribution, how the, all that is paid is not necessarily in favor of teams. Mm, yeah, um, I agree. So, yeah, I, I think, like, also with this being sort of last minute, I don't mind it too much, but, yeah, I get your yeah. ideal scenario. Like, may, if we were in one location, I would have also liked to just, like, have it over several weeks, had... Mm -hmm. Like, it, there's just more more of a flavor towards the development then again i'm mindful of just audience interests and oversaturation um yeah sure so i just think we can go all too too hard and fast i actually i actually thinking about it more i understand how this became to be because um this was originally meant to be land right we were going to get yeah. uh the first four days in dallas and then the finals in la so as far as the land schedule goes the most cost efficient way to do it is to do it all in one sitting because you don't want to have to hire a venue mm. twice over two weekends. Uh, beyond that as well, you don't want to have teams who are traveling from outside of, even out, just outside of Dallas. Like even if you're in America, you're traveling to Dallas from outside of Dallas, you're paying an extra, multiple extra days, up to a week of extra days worth of accommodation and other expenses to keep your team there to play in the following weekend. Well, somebody's paying that. Either the teams are playing, paying that or the league is paying that. Mm. Somebody's paying for that, and that's extra cost as well. So uh, clearly what's happened is, you know, it's a progression from, okay, well, land's canceled because of COVID, um, moving over to an online format, but the schedule's maintained the same because they've already blocked out the days anyway, and they've already, they had already locked in the days, so they just kept the schedule the same. Yeah. And maybe there's some cost uh, efficiency things baked in there as well where – if they were to extend this out to like a two week thing or a three week thing, um, maybe contractually they'd they'd have to, you know, oh pay pay people to stay on for next week. I don't know. There's there's yeah. a bit more com complexity behind that. I don't know how everyone gets paid, um, but yeah, it it definitely it. This is the most cost effective way to do it, which I understand for. A lot of teams it would definitely be their preference. I think looking at what Joe was saying about Worlds, the dream would be to have something more akin to Worlds, which is like a month-long playoffs, you know, like a month-long thing. Um, I guess it could be like a festival if it's more like if it was an in-person thing as well. Oh, for sure. But, you know, yeah, Worlds does Worlds um, pre-COVID Worlds was like a whole circuit yeah. where they go like like an Olympic Games kind of thing. Yeah, or, this year was supposed to be a five-city tour. It was supposed yeah. to be a five-city tour in yeah. China. Like a like a like a FIFA World Cup kind of thing, yep. right? Where you go through all these different cities and you go on tour, um, and it's just like this massive thing that follows that you know fans can follow around their country if they want to, or someone's country if they wanted to. 
um, in a culmination in finals in a, in a massive ass stadium. Because that, that would be the dream. But that is mega expensive. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm sure Riot make back their costs because they they sell out every single stadium for yeah. Worlds, and the viewership is insane. I'm sure the sponsors are paying a lot of money, and I'm sure like you know viewership uh, selling exclusivity for viewership for for the broadcast like that for Worlds must be so profitable so they can afford that expense mm. and that would be the dream for something like Overwatch League if we can get if we can do something like that um with this lot of interest price. my yeah. god that would be that'd be fucking insane like It'd i would love super that cool i think we just right. have to get closer to it thing, i think we can start little little by little i don't think we can do the tour but i think we first things first is the content like we want to get people excited for playoffs get get the get the word out there start building the narratives early um yeah i think an underestimated aspect of all of this is also that like you can't really book flights in advance for the hawaii events this year right like if you mm -hmm. flew out to hawaii you found out on the playoff weekend of the stage right that makes inherently makes flights very expensive because you get the last mm -hmm. minute flights sure uh everything we're there my understanding is like the overwatch league gave the teams a stipend and like the the teams therefore flew over and if you if you think about it like getting x amount of players depending on your team and the coaching staff and whatever and then also housing holding them in hawaii a tropical island like it's also mega crowded as uh as hawk said like getting them there and getting a hotel spot and whatever must be super expensive and that's no different surely for playoffs now, of course, the, this time you had a little bit more time to get a flight. So I, I, I assume that it decreased the cost per flight. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, it's just an unfortunate cost that they would have probably liked mm -hmm. to not have. Yep. Even though, to be fair, having uh, Asian teams fly over to Arlington and housing them there and everything, and then to LA, would have probably also not been cheap. Yeah. 100%. But it would have made a really nice playoffs and finals. Yeah. It would have been totally. you know, more competitive and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the, the, the best case scenario for this year is just to do the original plan of doing Dallas and then LA. Um, but failing that, you know, I think, I think we've had this discussion. We must have had this discussion yeah. before, but I've, I've definitely talked about it, which is where we, we're, the league has basically done the best that they could in terms of mm -hmm. making this happen. Um, and failing LAN... I know there's definitely complaints around like, oh, you know, teams have to go back to Hawaii and all this kind of stuff, and Asian teams aren't really moving, even though I think um, Chengdu, Shanghai, can, and whoever are going to be moving. But. Can, can, I, can I ask what your stance is? I feel like it has been confirmed that Shanghai and Chengdu are moving. I asked yep. Philly, they, like the players didn't know at least. Uh, or They're not going. There's no way they're moving. Right. They would have to enter China from Korea. That's right. not happening. Yeah. yeah. So... If they're not going, okay. So surely, the reason you bring Shanghai and Chengdu to the Blizzard offices in in China is, is that not... where it is. I think so, and it's okay. not a, a long flight. It's like two hours or something travel. Sure, it's what yeah. I heard. By the way, like don't don't put uh, a gun to my chest here. I have no idea. Um, okay, but surely you're not just making them travel in order for fairness, right? Surely you're no, making them travel. That's the, no, that's yeah, the no. last reason. Yeah. I mean, that's, no, absolutely that, not. Did we talk about this last week? It, 
I feel like we did. I can't remember. I can't remember. I mean, but that my, would be the my, silliest reason, right? Like, yeah, my stance on this. My start, so, so one thing is like, so first of all, for people that don't know, Guang, uh, Guangzhou is where dragons were based out of. I think with Chengdu based out of Chengdu, were they based out of Guangzhou as well? I can't remember. Oh. Uh, but there is an actual studio in Shanghai where I think the production is done anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're going. They're not going to some Blizzard office. They're going to the production studio right. in Shanghai mm. to do the games. Um, and for anyone saying like, "Oh yeah, they're doing this out of fairness," like absolutely fucking not. That's this. That was that was the bottom of the priority list. Yeah. The main priority, as I think I've said, I've I've talked about this somewhere because I sound like I'm repeating myself, and I feel like I'm I feel like I've already had this conversation. But to me, the reason for this is obviously due to the fact that number one, you want to get some sort of land setting for production purposes. You want to have a high production value for yeah. this fight for the playoffs. You want to have a situation where you can have players in a venue, have cameramen there, um, have talent on site, yeah. be able to do interviews, be able to do like live, like in-person interviews, be able to do content in person, be able to have a higher standard of production for what is the final stage of your entire season. Um, that is the number one reason. That is the that is the prime. That is the, the priority right at the top of the list. Everything else you can think of beyond that starts going down, and right at the bottom of the list is competitive integrity for making sure that the teams are flying or good traveling somewhere like fuck me they're not actually traveling that far they're going two hours from guangzhou to shanghai mm. they're not going it's, it's very different than like atlanta going to hawaii which is you know you're going from like east coast to west coast kind of thing and then further beyond west coast even um so it's got nothing to do with that um and in fact if it wasn't for the fact that they wanted a high production value and this is my hopefully educated speculation i don't think the teams would have traveled at all i think the the next if they if they couldn't if if that wasn't a good enough reason the teams would have just stayed in their home bases and played and the whole like making them travel fairness thing wouldn't even enter the conversation not even not at all yeah no i i think it's also i kind of okay i don't want to i don't want to sound like i'm i'm accusing anyone of anything but i think having referees and cameras and everything on on site especially after like i think wasn't moon already uh fined for something like this before like going into the i don't know was he oh yeah on the last attack or something um i'm not sure think last last year yeah Yeah. like there's some minor controversy about him Fuck, it's present. Heck is a waterway. He doesn't. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm kidding. Yeah, it really was super <laughs> inconsequential. But yeah. the, technically, my understanding is that the rules are that the coaches cannot be in the same room as the players while the game is going on in order to look, you know, make them effectively the in-game leader and right. calling shots. Yeah. So you can't have a seventh player there now. At the same time, we had footage of Moon being in the room during the first fight and being right there for the celebration as they won. Not that that made any difference towards the, the outcome of that particular match. I, I remember thinking it's just like, it's, you know, the cleanliness of rules basically there. Yep. Um, and you never want to be in a situation where you second guess the legitimacy of mm-hmm. your season finals. Just yep. have everything above board, do dope content in a professional studio, and also with the benefit of having a little bit more competitive integrity. The idea mm-hmm. that they're doing that just because... 
Like, what, what, is, what are you guys thinking they were going to do instead if they had no studio? Just, like, call them up at three at night in order to break their sleep cycle? Have them do jumping jacks so they're just as tired as Atlanta? Like, come on, guys. Like, th that was never yeah. really a reason uh, for that. Even though I will say, I think Atlanta are also not unhappy with those changes being uh, part of it. And, of course, at the same time, it being absolutely a, a competitive advantage to be um, not traveling, because yeah. even this scenario, like Hawaii is a nine-hour travel um, to a different facility. Like this one will be a two-hour travel, for, for my understanding, depending on the team. Then, like, yes, it's not the same, but at the same time, like, just not playing on your home setup. We we have esports players with their rulers out. Like measuring the distance of their keyboards, their their screens, and the height of their table, and everything. Like, let's be honest. Like, you wouldn't expect a soccer player to play with different shoes and different sizes uh, mm -hmm. on match day during the World Cup, or you wouldn't change the size of the football or whatever it is, right? Like, you you want you want ha to have consistent um, competitive environments as far as that's possible. I think the goal should have should always to be that to the teams that are affected negatively to remove those negative effects rather than imp import more yeah. negative effects to the Asian teams to make them perform worse. Yeah. Now, yeah. I understand the argument for competitive integrity. There's probably a subset of fans that knowing that Shanghai and Chengdu probably only need to travel two hours in their minds, you know, where we're, we're the little the gerbils like spinning the wheel, um, they probably think that Oh well, Chengdu in in Shanghai just they should be made to travel like nine hours or so. The, just make the plane go like in circles for like a, a couple laps. Make them travel nine hours. Like that's probably what they think, right? Which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, there's some level where like I, I think I think if it really came down to it, Shanghai and Chengdu would just play at home, zero mm -hmm. with no disadvantage at all, nothing, and that would be completely fine. And I would be completely fine with that. Yeah. And I think and I think for the most part, like it's you know. You're, I don't think you can force the Asian teams to like do all these ridiculous things to 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 what appease the Western teams. It's ridiculous to me. Like, there's a level, there's a like, there's a limit, guys. There's a level where this is just not feasible. This is just it just gets to the level of stupidity. Like the whole jumping jack waking up at three AM example. This is what you're talking about. Yes, it's just like yeah, that that's yeah. just it gets to the point where it really is just stupid. Mm -hmm. Just play the damn game. Play 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 your match. Okay, just yeah. shut up and play your match um there's a and... perfect world where you can give the western teams more time like i don't think this nine hour flight is going to impact them as much as it would have in like the stage finals for this year or the monthly tournaments because it's not just like a one day turnaround right they have time to be able to kind of acclimate and, and rest and practice and get you know kind of comfortable in their surroundings whereas in the stage finals or or the stage playoffs uh it it was a very very quick turnaround so i guess maybe yeah. improving on that going into next year whatever the world situation looks like maybe we have a, a bit spaced apart maybe we have some more time for these teams to be able to get there and, and acclimate but let's not forget that while it isn't a, a gigantic time zone difference it's still i think i believe three hours depending on where your team comes from right to go from hawaii sure. Depends. and like I think the average, I, I read um, Why We Sleep, a book, which I recommend generally. And I think the, the general idea is that you can probably 
like reset your sleep schedule every day or account for one hour of um of time zone shift a day or a night uh, mm. so to speak right so that takes you theoretically three days if you want to set your peak performance point onto that time of match day once again um right. which which is a little bit more like depending on when the the matches start local time like that might really screw with your uh with your match performance because it's not just the difference of time zone is also the difference of when your matches usually start uh, yep. when, in your region and when they start then, right? And mm. all of this ha had to be considered um, and ultimately absolutely did screw with some performances. Inevitably sure. so, right? Yeah, and it you can't help it. It would have much more done so if we had actually traveled across the world consistently. That was the entire yeah. thing that we talked about. And we're really just getting like, you know, the 20% strength of that signal that we're getting from the Hawaii teams, like, that would have been everyone, right? Yep. Like, the, the, especially, like, bad teams would have been even worse this, this season if we had traveled to that extent, right? Just because, like, bad teams are also probably likely to be worse at handling that stuff because bad teams are often bad teams because of worse uh, organizational support. So, I don't know. Still thinking that we dodged a major bullet with with that one. Yep. I think we're. I think that the end result is fine. The end result that we got is good enough. Yeah. And Agreed. and to get through a COVID season, like you just there's gonna be some stuff that's not gonna be the best. It's yep. not gonna work. It's not like I don't advocate for competitive mm. integrity. I think that's that would be the wrong idea. Yeah. Um, I would definitely like in the ideal world, I'd like to see everyone on land and that kind of stuff. Um, but there's a limit in terms of like, you know, the, some things just need to happen. Teams have to go to Hawaii to make sure that we can at least play on somewhat competitive ping. Otherwise, there's just no global finals. The, the alternative is just like, let's just have a North American champion and an Asian champion of the Overwatch League for the final Overwatch League season ever for Overwatch 1. Does that sound like a good finish? I don't think anyone wants that. So guess what? The Chinese teams can't go anywhere. Asian teams can't go anywhere closer to NA. The NA teams can go somewhere closer because their country is very large and has multiple time zones. So they can go to Hawaii. That's the only option. Um, and so, yeah, is it, is it unfair for the NA teams? It is. Mm. But what are you going to do about it? Like, there's yeah. nothing. That's it. It's, it's that or we don't get to have a global finals. What do you want? 100% um, agreed. At the same time, it's absolutely fine for a team like Atlanta to uh, yeah. talk about this Watch publicly and voice oh, concern and should. even be yeah, upset I, about this, right? Like, I think totally they're fine. justified. They're justified, yeah. but there's nothing that can be done. Yep. Yep. Unless, unless people are honestly going to start, and this is where I get really angry about it, start advocating for the Chinese teams to do ridiculous shit to try yeah, and yeah, yeah. balance it out. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, yeah. no. Um, why are we making Chinese teams pay? They have to spend more money and do stupid shit. Well, that's just like you're just you're just making the competition worse. Like I don't I don't think that improves the competition. That that decreases the competitive value to me. Sure. That makes the game worse. That yeah. makes the competition worse. Like, get out of here. That's so ridiculous. Like, yeah. Do you have to play on 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 ping? And it's, is it disadvantage because you have to travel and all this kind of stuff? Like, yeah. it is. Suck it up and do it, or or I guess don't and forfeit and you, know, you try to mitigate as much as you can, and then yep. 
you mitigate over punishing people who don't deserve to be punished. And obviously yeah. the Western humans don't deserve to be punished either, but the situation yeah. is difficult. I, I, yeah. My thing is just like, I, I uploaded an interview with Hawk this season mm -hmm. and I saw the comments on it and dude, like people are giving Atlanta way too hard of a time. Like, of course they like the bad boys. They, they want like a, um, they, they, want to find reasons to just go in on these guys like blah blah excuses bro excuses like the the they, legitimately uh, the like drill. the ca canonical best rookie of the season might not play for them due to the no. situations uh listed they had to travel to that location for nine hours shift their sleep schedule and ev everything three times they pretty much know what what the uh situation is like there they have mm -hmm. in overwatch league channels as Per their account, bemoan some aspects of that already. Like they, by all accounts, they have done what should be done, and for them to feel a way about this is completely legitimate. And whoever thinks they're just being whiny about this, you're wrong, and you're not a competitor, dude. You are also competing by voicing your opinions on on rule changes or mm -hmm. parts of the competitive environment where you have to advocate for your own like situation which is the most disadvantaged of all the teams participating in playoffs simply because your best player might not be able to play very yeah. easy yeah I, I think we can cap it off by just saying like i think you know there's the the, the multiple ways to look at it is like it sucks but uh I, but the complaints are absolutely justified i think yeah. it's like it's you know you, you people might listen to what i'm saying and think like i'm directing my thoughts to atlanta mm. uh which is absolutely not true. I think I actually feel bad for them. I think you know they they are copying. They have copped a lot of unfortunate and unlucky things quite recently um, that are affecting their postseason. Yeah. And the whole traveling thing is understandably difficult for NA and even unfair. Um, but you know you can't punish the APAC teams for that. Um, so that those those are the two angles I look at it from. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. With that though. I think we should talk about how things looked for the drafting. And we'll just talk about this briefly because we're about to get into a little bit more nitty-gritty for the matches themselves. So mm. let's talk a little bit about the drafting and how that came down. And then immediately following that, we're going to get into the actual matches. Or actually, maybe we just we can just kind of... Uh, no, we'll talk about the drafting first. I like to do this chron chronological order. And then we'll get into the actual matches, how we think they'll go. So... um first pick for the draft and this is the contentious one this is the one that everyone talked about this yeah. is the one that but all over socials uh we touched on this very very briefly at the end of the last episode um because it was a kind of hot topic but i wanted to say the real discussion for today for this week is shock being picked by dragons which is a bit of a shocking result as well because everyone thought the dragons Spicy. would go for fusion yeah maybe uh i said justice land. i thought justice uh, yeah, was easily well, the weakest team uh, or ju or justice. Um, I think I think those were the obvious choices yep. for the dragons. Yep. But they went for the San Francisco Shock, and you know if we if people remember the sort of live drafting show, uh, and Moon was asked like, you know, what is this about? Um, I think he to paraphrase like they're not really scared of anyone, and they want to they want to take Shock out or something, or they they want it they want to take that challenge because they're confident. Um, what it what it really boils down to, my interpretation is that they they just don't really care who they play against, and they mm. have zero problems um, 
playing against a strong team. They want revenge for last year as well. Uh, Super called it the salty run back, salty run back which yeah. was kind of like, it's funny and also true, but also I, I respect from both ends because I, I, I kind of like, damn, Moon's got some gigantic testicles here. He's just like mm-hmm. gone for like one of the harder teams yeah. just because he knows his team is good enough. And I think when you're in Dragon's position, if you are so good, if you are like probably the number one team, you are at, at minimum the second best team here, but at most likely the number one team, you're the best team in playoffs. You are the team that everyone else fears. You have no fear versus anybody else. You are the team that other teams don't want to play. And there's a lot of people, I've read some comments out there, people like, this is so stupid from Dragons. Why would they pick Shock? Like, I can't, you know, now now I'm not going to be surprised they lose or I'm going to laugh if they lose and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, they're the best team here. They can pick, they could, they, if they were allowed to, they'd probably pick Dallas Fuel and just play them straight away just because they know they're better. Like, yes, I respect it. I, I respect the confidence coming out of Moon and Dragons for this. This is like a crazy pick, but it's going to make for a great game. It might not just be the ballsiest. It might also just strategically be the best. I yes. think there's a, there's, a, there's a world where that, in hindsight, we will be able to say, ah, actually, if it works, then we won't be fi- able to find out. But if they let Shock into their zone, so to speak, like, I think that's, that's scary. Because, okay, who, if, legitimately, who, if you're top-tier Shanghai Dragons, which team is the scariest to you? Like, maybe if Chengdu, sh- maybe Dallas. I think Gladiators, probably. I don't hate Glads. Theoretically. I think, I would, I I think they're comfortable with Gladiators. Dallas. Shock Gladiators yeah, and Chengdu are the most threatening teams. I agree with Joe that I think Shanghai have a great matchup versus Atlanta, Dallas, and Washington, and yeah. Fusion for what's worth. Mm-hmm. But you can't pick any of those, right? So if you want to have an early lead on, on that situation, you just pick Shock and make sure that... Because in my mind, like, who is the most likely to be able to topple the Sh- Shanghai Dragons? I think a shock that runs up in... I, I agree with the public polls that shock might just be the second most likely team to uh, win the season based on past playoff performances. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I was... I, I'm genuinely kind of surprised that I thought this was going to be, like, my hot take. Um, but I think this is highly strategic. Um, I think it is, like, masked under some human humongous moon testicles just the the absolute cojones on this man to come out here and the way that they captured it was was gorgeous you know having danny go wait what like actually like are you sure yeah. like do you want to you, you, you are you positive uh, yeah um, danny's like danny's like you mean the san francisco shock right like he actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was bright like that that's going to be a priceless moment mm. that we'll we'll definitely be uh recounting in years time um, but yeah, I, I agree with Yiska's take. I think this is stupidly strategic, um, in a good way, just it, ironically so. Um, yeah, I think that there's a world where if brackets, because you're first pick, you can determine who you immediately play. And we've seen the Shanghai Dragons have adaptations. I think it was June. Was, was June true. when, yeah, they, they battled Dallas early in June. They throw them a look. It doesn't work. They have to go through the loser's bracket. They meet them in the final. We hit the adaptation. Boom, they win. Um, 
yeah, I think this is a concerted effort to try and get the hardest team possible first to control that they actually meet in the bracket to get their their looks early. So if you're gonna if if you assume that the shock are the hardest, which is up for debate, you want to control and you know lock in that you can actually get them you can actually get playtime against them and then just if you're confident against Philadelphia Fusion, which you've beat domestically season by or you know month by month, uh you the justice aren't worth your salt. Like that's not even worth a discussion. Um and then Atlanta whom really haven't had too many performances. And like we said, their MVP star rookie, like might not even be there. Um, yeah, like it's, it, it, I think this is way more intelligent than I think people are giving it credit for. This is, this is genuinely smart. This is some moon shit that I think mm. only moon does, but I think, I think there's some, some actual merit to this. Yeah. I, real quick, just as one side point that also should be considered. I, I actually think legitimately APAC teams have a little bit of a disadvantage in the uh, range of teams they can practice against. Now, if you pick your bottom pick, were they allowed to pick Philly Fusion? Maybe I'm overseeing something. Yeah, you, you can, you can, they, would, they had the choice of the litter. They had Philly Fusion. They had yeah. the choice between Philly, Justice, and Atlanta. So they, well, And then obviously Shock, and they chose Shock. Like, Philly isn't a terrible team. They're still a good team, and they're good practice opponents. By picking them round one, you're taking that away from yourself. Yep. I, like, you don't know if, and we don't know the, the practice situation with uh, Korean contenders teams and what Shanghai considers good practice, but if right. you want to be able to practice against Philly while nobody's yet in Hawaii, nobody has traveled, uh, from my understanding, I think they're going to travel either today or tomorrow, then you okay. want an additional practice opponent that isn't just ch playing Chengdu uh, Hunters for six yep. blocks and give them like an mm. ability to catch up to you right so picking philly probably was out of the question from the get-go you're also playing against in the, in the example of playing against chengdu hunters for six blocks you're also playing against a team that's literally like your own team in a way you're not playing against you're not practicing against somebody that's going to emulate what shock or yeah. glads or maybe you guys a little bit more but like fuel that anybody else is going to do you're just playing against a clone of yourself mm. um so that's not like that is valuable practice, but it's also not valuable practice because it doesn't help you beat shock. And so I like I'm thinking about it more strategically. What makes sense to me is that this also gives shock the least amount of time to prep for Shanghai. Being that no one's seen anybody in the play in in these playoffs, or rather that sh no one's seen Shanghai. Shanghai's seen shock. No one's seen Shanghai. Yep. Um. So you don't exactly know what Shanghai brings to the table just yet. And if there's one time where Shanghai can actually get, the, I think the the best time or the easiest opportunity for Shanghai to get a win over Shock is right away, because mm -hmm. if you play Shock, let's say in the winners final or something, by that time everyone's cards are on the table. I think Shock have a much better chance of beating Shanghai deeper into the tournament than straight away. So strategically, okay. this makes sense for Mood and Shanghai because you can take out one of your biggest opponents right off the bat, force them to the lower bracket straight away, make them do a lower bracket run where. Two things happen. One, they get knocked out, which is great for you. Or two, they knock out the rest of your opponents, which is also great for you. It's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the is, only this way this smart. fails for Moon is if he loses to Shock, which shouldn't happen. Even then, um, like, are you that concerned? Like, you've gotten... I, that, that's where I argue that, like, it's a win-win-win. It's a like, even if the worst-case scenario happens and they lose make to a San Francisco run? Shock, you're confident against Philadelphia. You've beat them all season. You've beat up on the Dallas Fuel. We'll get into why. 
Uh, the Justice aren't worth arguing. Chengdu Hunters, we'll yeah. get into, but like you've yeah. you you have dominated them all season. Like you're not concerned any any three ways. You you probably yeah you you, you try and make shock and in, in, exactly and you already saw them. But if you um, don't pick them here, you there's maybe a chance that they fall I, lower in the bracket. You don't ever get to see them. I actually, I actually yeah. The more I think about it, the more I think this is a good strategic move as well mm -hmm. as a ballsy move because you're not going to get a better time to face the shock than right yep. now. Um, it's actually crazy good. Yeah, I'm actually like loving this pick now. I actually love this move from Moon. Uh, this move from Moon. It's it's ridiculously strong. It's big brain so, as fuck. Yep. Really um, from all aspects, from from scrim availability with fusion, from timing wise, where Shock haven't seen you but you've seen them, all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, good stuff. I think ideally. You'd probably want Philly on the opposite side of the bracket just to get them spaced apart if we're going to like play into the whole like, okay, maybe they want like an added scrim partner. Like, I think they were hoping if that's the case, maybe they hope that they were on the opposite side, but it's obviously harder to control. There's, I mean, there's continuous Korean teams that can do more brawl stuff and, and sure. more NA based compositions. Um, there's definitely, I think this is the one big advantage the APAC teams will always have is their vicinity and capability to scrim good contenders Korea teams and by extension like maybe the top one or two Chinese contenders teams as well whereas I think I've, I've I just sound like a broken record today because I feel like I've had this conversation maybe in a past episode or somewhere else but mm -hmm. NA teams just don't have that you no, have Redbird have like and Bobby Wasabi and yeah. that's it and those two teams are both weaker than American Tornado which was at the time the only team really worth scrimming to get yep. value. And like you could argue, like, yeah, what about Odyssey? What about these other guys? But like, no, American Twenty was the team. Yep. That was the team that you want. really could push you in, as an Overwatch League team to help you get good practice. Yep. Um, and now that NA contenders is weaker for the disbandment of AT, it just makes contenders scrims in North America probably just that much worse. Um, so APAC have a huge advantage in that not only do they scrim their own region, but they could just scrim contenders. And contenders is running this entire time as well, so they just haven't lost. Mm. Like, I don't think yeah. they've really lost that many scrims. Like, yeah, okay, you don't get to scrim New York anymore. You don't get to scrim Spark anymore. But some of these teams were not looking that great towards the end. Maybe Soul's probably a big partner to lose, actually. Soul's probably a huge one that they don't get to play anymore. Um, Tangentially but... related. Really quick, I'm actually interested in hearing your guys's like, yes or no answers. What's bigger, the travel to Hawaii being a deficit for NA or the lack of scrims? Like, do we punish Asian teams for like, okay, no more scrimming contenders teams. You can't do it anymore. They have more teams. NA's got more teams. So the end of that conversation would have been yeah. that while they have less contenders teams to scrims, they have more Overwatch League teams to scrim. Sure. Yeah. Now, um, now, that makes, by the way, the number two seed pick for Washington. Uh, so Dallas picking Washington interesting. Because, they, because my understanding is they could have picked Philly. Yes. And... That would have given them the ability to scrim Washington. Now they're losing one scrim opponent in their region. Right? Dallas. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Then I mean, again, if you believe that Washington will stick to this Moira Lucio stuff, how much value is your practice like, go, uh, exactly. going to be against them anyway? Um, it's the same as Shanghai playing Chengdu. You're just playing a slight, a weaker version of yourself. Like, how valuable is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just about think, like broadening out like the scrim pool to just to make think, sure like, you fuel, have people. But yeah, I think it looks like to me as we let's actually get into fuel justice now. I think yeah. fuel just want a game that they feel like they 
should be confident in winning because they understand what justice brings to the table because they're literally doing the same thing feel like we invented this we were the first team that really popularized the strat and you're yeah you're i don't want to use the word copy but like you're you're playing this mm-hmm. you're attempting to mirror us and if there's any team that should understand the mirror i feel like it should be feel i mean they were the best at this in the june joust when everybody in na played and dallas were by yep. far the best at this lucio Moro stuff um yep. i i do think that moving into this matchup the bait would be that you expect both teams to only play lucio Moro. But I would assume, my assumption is, if the teams are smart at all, they will throw some some left hooks in there, and they're going to try and go for some sucker punches and play some other stuff to confuse the other team. Because if both teams are expecting that they're just going to mirror Lucio Moore and, and handshake it, then you have the strategic and tactical advantage of like, well, actually, we can actually throw this out and just kind of change it up a little bit. Maybe we throw the ball in there. Maybe we copy Shanghai a little bit from June Joust and throw the ball in the mix, put Mag on the ball fearless on the ball something like that um you know maybe you even change up the dps a little maybe you put up sombra you don't you don't have to play reaper you don't have to play the echo you can try some other stuff in there you could even throw in a, a tracer if you want um i've seen teams in contenders korea put a ryan in there instead of a winston like there's all sorts you can do totally. just to change up the formula slightly just to mess up your opponent because if either of these two teams come in only expecting it to be a mirror they're going to be in trouble and I think the viewers should expect that it won't be 100% a mirror either. Yep. I think for a number of ways, this is another kind of like subtly strategic pick. On on the surface, it just does look like Dallas is picking the weakest team here and they want to beat up on them, get to the easy buy into semifinals and work from there. Um, but to what Avril's saying, there's a lot that you could do and there's a lot that you purposely cannot do or or maybe choose not to do. Um, I, I've never been a big fan of hiding anything, but if there was ever a time to hide something, it would be against a worse clone of yourself, right? Like the Washington justice, like you said, the bait here is thinking about justice as a budget Dallas, which for all intents and purposes is what we saw in play-ins given the time in between play-ins and now has that developed. I'm sure justice have gotten better. I'm sure they've gotten, you know, a little bit more competent. Um, however, if there's ever if there was ever a creative team to do something kind of wild in the mirror, it is the Dallas Fuel. But do they do it now? That's the big kind of question, at least on my plate, is I think Washington do. But I I don't hate that. I agree they probably should. I just don't know what they could do. We'll save that for the actual Washington Dallas discussion for now as i've probably even went a little too deep um good teaser good teaser we'll, we'll cover some of the other teams real quickly in the draft as more of like a reaction based thing so atlanta Chengdu, i based on the remaining options yeah if you're Chengdu, do you do you go for atlanta or do you go for fusion and when you look at i think both are good matchups but i think hunters have such a clean good record versus atlanta yeah, like going for atlanta again makes a lot of sense it's yeah. just like they probably don't have Pelican. Mm-hmm. It's an NA team who may be slightly disadvantaged. Like, just playing to every advantage you got here. They're a team that we've played plenty of times in Hawaii. We've always had their number. Um, why mess up the formula? Just yep. keep doing what works. Agreed. Yeah, there's this one. This one, like, there's not too much to it. It feels like it, like Avril said, good matchup. Stylistically, historically. 
Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, especially if you believe uh, that they might be handicapped through Pelican not being able to play in those matches. I mean, the the thing is, what what I would differentiate is an Atlanta that knows they might not be able to, or an Atlanta that will uh, had to make do because in the moment when realizing that the ping is too high. I don't think Chengdu should make the mistake of finding out like in the moment that that you know. It's the same thing, so, um, or not the same thing, rather. So, right. Yeah. But it, generally speaking, of course, like if you look at the records, I think it's pretty clear for Chengdu what they should be doing here. Yep. Uh, also, I think the scrim thing is open here. Like that's actually opened up a lot of yes. thoughts in my mind when you brought up the whole scrim thing. Because if you pick fusion, you eliminate them as a scrim pun, and then you yeah. just do six blocks to Shanghai, right? The meme. Um, whereas here, you open up fusion as a scrim partner again, which is great. And they're all. And by the way, this is the best situation for hunters yes because they have all the na teams on their side of the bracket and the apac teams on the other side which means they get to keep fusion and shanghai scrim partners the entire way through up until the winner's final assuming hunters get to the winner's final um and then they have great matchups the entire way through they got atlanta mm -hmm. then they probably have fuel like two teams that historically chengdu have had very good matchups versus i think chengdu have the cleanest pathway to a winner's final out of any team in this entire 18 bracket it's, it's actually incredible for hunters um spicy it is that's not that spicy I like it. look at look at who they face oh, i mean it, they, their pathway is like the most squeaky clean a hundred percent i think we talked before the show and i there's very few lines that i i think i hate and they pretty much revolve around a team that rhymes with the Boston bustus um so yeah, I definitely don't disagree with a lot of different like takes. Now, the final one, which was just the leftovers, Glad's get fusion. I think Dpay's face really said everything about this. Is mm. he is extremely happy with his outcome because he was expecting to face shock. Yep. Mm. Uh, and Gladiator's getting fusion first is like, oh, oh baby, that's like the dream. I think that might be the dream matchup for Gladiators in terms of who their opponents could be. So, do Gladiators win here, or do Fusion win here? Because in a way, Fusion also win, because they don't get picked by Dragons, they don't get picked by Fuel, they don't get picked by Chengdu, and it, you could almost argue that they also get a very favorable matchup. This is, like, kind of good for both teams. Un in a unbelievably way, yeah. good for both teams. I don't... Philly definitely... If you had to pick, yeah, it's probably the Gladiators. Um, you, we've seen what Chengdu Philly look like throughout the season. I don't you talking about who need... wins? Cause I'm just talking about like, Oh, just, just like who about, wins. Like... I'm not going to go that far. I'm just looking no, at I'm like just... who, who got the better deal here. Right. Right. I, I think, like you said, both teams like have, you know, they, they've, they've gotten something from it. They've, they've gotten an opportunity. Uh, Philly obviously doesn't have too many favorable matchups across the board, but if you had to pick one. Glad's not not a bad not a bad show. I mean, if you're Philly, would you rather play Shanghai, Fuel, Gladiators, or Hunters? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like out of those four, out of those four, I'm like, oh, Gladiators doesn't seem so bad. Gladiators yeah. doesn't seem so bad. Like, <laughs> out of those four options, yeah. so I mean, you yeah. definitely don't want Shanghai. Nope. And We've seen what that looks like. The, the rest of them is arguable, but you definitely don't want a Shanghai. And I think, I think, I think Philly will probably. I think in part of them was thinking like we probably get picked by Shanghai and Glads were thinking we probably get picked by Shock. Yeah. And then when both teams end up at the end, like, hang on, we don't have to play against Shanghai or Shock. Instead we play against each other. 
like I just see that as a huge win for both teams. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think that's a perfect matchup for Fusion and Glads to be facing off. It's um, a fun stylistic one as well. Some great we'll storylines over over the course of the whole quarters. I mean, you have the Shock Dragons, huge like you know, twenty twenty season run back. You have the Washington Justice versus Fuel, like two teams that are very similar matching up. Um, you have Reigns versus Hunters, who have had a lot of games this season. There's a good storyline there. Mm. And then Glads versus Fusion, like two teams from NA, or Fusion, you know, they're originally from NA, playing out of APAC, who kind of got gifted a great matchup because Dragons wanted this grudge rematch with Shock, also for tactical reasons, as we pointed mm. out. But that's just gifted both Fusion and Gladiators a great game. Otherwise, I think, you know, Fusion Dragons, then Shock Gladiators might not have been as interesting. Maybe Shock Gladiators could still be good, but that's, to me, a weaker quarterfinal in terms of, mm. like, matchup quality than what we actually got. So I'm, I'm very happy with how the teams ended up. So who lost the draft, so to speak? Like, not of the active teams, but uh, of the teams? Like, Atlanta is probably won? Yeah. Justice Reign lost, I think. Yeah. The thing is, Justice... My bad. Um, Bless you. Might have even, thank you, uh, expected to be picked by dragons, right? So did they lose. Yeah. Um, arguing from their perspective, it was between fuel and dragons. It's between fuel and dragons. Who are they going to be picked by? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's it's more like, like they don't get poison. out of this is more like a pick your poison situation for justice. Yeah, and then I mean, if if lost, you right? have to choose, I I don't I don't know. We'll get there. Um. Me personally, I think if you had to pick a team for Justice to play, I think Dallas isn't horrible just because of like the chaotic nature of both styles being very similar and then having to leave up into interpretation like, okay, are we just going to handshake the mirror or are we going to do some some goofy little Gouda cheese stuff? Like, are we bringing out a Doomfist? Are we bringing out a Rhine on some maps? Like, who's doing what where or is this actually just going to be a mirror matchup and even in the mirror matchup i think it's messy i i think there's very clearly a team who does it better um but i i'm i struggle putting them against other teams i guess so and then the other one is rain and rain just because they've not had good matchups in hunters and mm. if anything i i in an open meta, I, I think it's worse for the rain. Uh, no, is it worse? It isn't, it isn't. Because at least they get to play their Lucio, but I don't know if that helps. Because yeah. you're playing the one team out of, I think there's three teams here that have a lot of capability of uh, pushing into the Farah. Maybe yeah. f- you could maybe push to four or five, but the three teams that you could easily name are obviously Hunters with Jinmu, Fuel with Sparkle, yep. and then Dragons with Fletter. And then yep. beyond that, if you really want to push the envelope, you've got Nero and Shock. And then you've got like um, maybe Kevstar and Glads, but I, I'm not a big yeah. fan. Of it. So it, it gets a little, it gets a little soft. Now we're kind of scraping the barrel a little bit, and then the rest I don't want to talk about. Yeah, so much. Um, that's it. So you're you're playing like probably of the of the fire teams. You're playing like the best fire team, and the fire has been just one of the bigger problems. Now you'll, people say, well, what about Kai? Um, to which we'll say like, well, what about Kai? Where, 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 how, how did that work out for Rain during the Summer Showdown, right? But that, that's you got to go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their weapon. You know, he'll bring out the Ash, I'm sure. But, um, you know, it's gonna be, it's still gonna be tough. Rain desperately need Pelican if they can. Otherwise, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a hard one. Yeah. Do we? I mean, at this point, we can just even just kind of get into the actual 
discussions themselves because we're yeah. nearly there we've already started we're kind of teetering on the edge guys so um let's move on into the real discussion of the playoffs and the pickums where we think teams are going to go how these matchups are going to go mm. um we probably don't need to spend a, a ton of time on this first round because we've already kind of talked a little bit about it and we got to get through most of the bracket here and, and we are going to diverge pretty heavily on this bracket at some point so yeah. um let's begin with atlanta chengdu just because we were already talking about it it's actually the final game at least on the bracket um but we might as well start with conversation wise is this a clear chengdu win or does is this going to be a possible for rain to do some damage here uh what kind of score lines do people have for this i'll, I'll go first mm-hmm. i have i have a three zero for chengdu okay and the reasons for that is i'm not sure what's happening with whole pelican situation Mm. I don't think this should be too different from where both teams ended up in the summer showdown, being that we are in an open meta. I don't think there's been enough changes or enough positives in the meta shift for Rain to overcome the Hunters. I think the only real positive change for Rain that they can, one of the positive changes for Rain they can lean into is maybe a soldier. Yeah. Uh, I can see legs doing some good damage and being a factor, but you still have to get around leave. It's probably going to be Tracer. I hope it's going to be Tracer Farah for Hunters. If they do Sombra Farah, that will probably be a little bit worse. But Tracer Farah, I mean, Leave is just going to be a menace in your backline with the Tracer while Jim moves uncontested in the air. And you can start to already figure out how that's just a, a crazy strong duo for Hunters to lean on to get this win. Um, and I'm, I don't see a lot of options for Rain. I think you would need to put Pelican on there with an Echo. I think Rain playing an Echo-based composition with Pelican can push Jimmu either off the fire completely or at least put a lot on Jimmu, which is going to be important here. Yep. I would agree the uh, the Echo Flex is probably their best look. Um, and again, like, like we've kind of said, and like uh, it's going to be beaten into you by the time this match starts, a lot of, a lot of Atlantis chances really depend on the status of pelican um i agree leveraging jinmu's hero pool probably the ideal scenario but is that something that you feel confident edison being able to do over over pelican that's it's that's a that's a big hurdle that's a tough ask um so that's why i have this going three one hunters um the one map that i think uh atlanta can take is the assault both teams are woefully terrible at that game mode um it could end up in a tie in a 3-0, so it's like a four-map series with a tie on Assault. Um, but I'll give it Atlanta's way. I think they're good enough for uh, one. Um, and on top of that, a lot of these Assault game modes do kind of lean, um, at least initially, um, towards uh, being favorable towards Rush, or at least being a little bit more open to maybe TPing to Hanamura Point A, or being able to rush through Anubis, or things of that nature, right? I think Volskai is a little bit tricky, but um yeah i have a three one hunters mm. yeah i don't hate the three one to be honest um i'm not sh- once again i'm not sure if i think what what might hurt rain is if they don't know if they can bring pelican for the aforementioned reasons like it's different if you know and now you have to figure out a solution without pelican that's a good point like scrims could... like who do you scrim with yeah and then can yeah. play um, uh, Edison and Kai just like 
throughout the entire scrum practice. And honestly, like uh, I think Kai, ha for instance, has the highest win percentage, uh, map win mm -hmm. percentage of them this year. Of course, that's also the meta dependent. But yeah, thing is, my gut feeling is that Chengdu is currently the second best team in the world, and just because, like, if if you if you're a wrecking ball believer, I think you have to arrive at that point. Mm. And I think that 3-1 sounds pretty good, and it probably will be a close 3-1, but I have Chengdu pulling up here as well. I mean, Ball's the, in my opinion, Ball's the best hero in the meta. Yep. Yes. Best tank by far. He got a buff. Ball got a buff in this playoffs meta, yeah. just to be clear. People were like, oh, yeah, what about the whole, like, you know, he respawns, doesn't have the grappling hook. Okay, so he can't rapidly come back and stall. Yeah. But they buffed other pieces of his kit that is so is much absurd. better for I'm like, how do they buff Ball? Like, this hero is already so good. Um, so, yes, I think Ball is, like, going to be the hero of the meta again. And you are either going to need to learn how to play Ball yourself or learn how to counter it. And your options for countering it are fairly limited. Uh, funny enough, the best ways to counter Ball is to play a dive because you want a Sombra. And so you're going to have to play a dive into Chengdu. And I think Chengdu and Shanghai are just the best, two best dive teams in the world. And I, I don't disagree with Chengdu being the second best team because if you subscribe to Ball being the best, you subscribe to Dive, ultimately being the best comp. And then, well, it's clear the two best teams at this comp in this style are Shanghai, Chengdu, in that order. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, to me, a lot of confidence behind Chengdu's success in playoffs here. Um, and that's echoed by, you know, your you had a that interview with Christopher where Christopher had, you know, was echoing pretty similar things about Chengdu as well. And they have a lot more of an intimate, you know, relationship with Chengdu in terms of playing them probably in scrims and officials. Yeah. So uh, we're on board with that. Yep. Moving up the list because we decided to start on W4. So now we'll go backwards and go to W3. Yeah. Dallas, Washington. Now I already described a lot of thoughts. I didn't give a result for this. Mm. but So we'll start with the result. Uh, Fuel 3-1. And the reason, part of the reasons here is I'll, I'll go to the Justice 1 for a sec, is I think Justice are the team that pull out something different i think they maybe for a control map maybe map number one they pull out a pocket strategy or they change something up in the matchup that fuel might not be ready for and they they sneak away a map or they get away with a map somewhere in there by playing something that's not the mirror or they just you know adapt to the mirror ever so slightly to throw the fuel off i think mm. that's enough i think that's why i'm saying that neither team should get baited into believing that both teams are simply going to play the mirror and that's it. And I don't think anyone walking to this game should believe it. Now, there's a lot of room for me to be wrong here, and maybe both teams do just play the mirror, but if that happens, then what that says to me is that both teams would have to be so confident in their ability to win the mirror that they're like, no, we don't have to do anything else. We can just win the mirror, we can just play Lucio Mori, and we don't have to do anything else because we're so confident. That's where you would have to be. And the only team that I think can be in that position is the Fuel. And I don't think Washington can be, can afford to be in a position where they say, we are so confident in the Lucio Mori that we will only play this. I think that would be a mistake for the Justice. And so for that reason, I think they develop a little bit wider of a strategy pool. And maybe using that wider strategy pool, they can pull one map through. I'm coming around to it. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting sold. Um, I agree. Uh, this is 3-1 fuel for me as well. Uh, for very similar reasons. Um, but I'll tack on um, an echo uh avril's point as well um i think if this is a mirror if they do handshake 
I think it's chaotic enough for Justice to sneak out maybe control. And that's about it. Um, if they do try to do something pocket pick uh, wise, you do have Decay. Does have a very deep hero pool. Dallas, you'll have a 50% win rate on Escort this season. Um, if there's a way to leverage the fact that you always have a, a, a fairly good uh, hit scan player. I only say fairly you good because we really haven't first. seen it. Agreed, 100%. Um, but there's there's something there, right? There's there's something to leverage for the justice that the Dallas Hill probably won't do um, as much as we'd love to see Pine. I, you know, if I'm a good Bayesian, probably not assuming that he's going to be playing. Um, yeah, I, I think there's there's chances for some hidden strats. I also wouldn't put it past either team to wonder if it's worth scrimming a if, if it's worth scrimming for compositional depth or it's just best to take the team in front of you first and take them as seriously as possible and just bank on the most likely outcome or the most successful outcome being the gamble of the handshake and saying look we can try to counter them is it worth it is it worth trying to r&d a composition with fairly limited time to try and beat the dallas fuel or do we take what we're already good at get better at it and then just kind of handshake them in the mirror and just try to scrap it out i don't hate it either way but i don't see justice really making it then decision wise i mean i can't really disagree i think three three one is a good score the thing is dude i have a bad feeling about this one <laughs> like shut up don't say it. Don't don't you bring up the the punchy. Don't don't talk about their DPS. We've heard it all season. I'm tired of it. No, the 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 thing is like this just has a I wrote a script this week and I basically said like the the type of stuff that Justice are running has a cheesy flavor that once also like last year brought them far, right? Like it's also like this Lucio Moira thing being underestimated by a lot of teams gives me some trouble. Where it's like, how often have you heard, oh yeah, that's a noob composition arc against the better teams. Like, I'm instantly flashing back into like the arrow clip on goats and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think it will happen here. I think conservatively you have to give it to Dallas. They know the composition as well. Same time they have, like Justice has a bunch of big game players right that could theoretically pound i also am sort of scared for whatever like if i'm dallas this is the weakest team in the competition on paper am i trying to fi find uh places where i can apply pine what's going on there like and suddenly it's three uh, two two and you gotta win the last one right and talk about big players bro this is the dallas fuel yeah you know element mystic Big players, big team. Yeah. A lot of experience this year. Yeah, but it's Fury and Decay, dude. Like, I, yeah, and it's also closer in his magical beats in the middle of Eichenwald B for nobody, okay? Bro, I'm tired of the Decay punchy playoff meme. Get out of my face. Yeah, you're right. And that's what I just say. But yeah, I'm scared. Can dude. I just say Decay and Closer versus Dallas is such a good storyline? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Decay. hilarious. Decay versus Dallas is, is one of the all-time greats. 
it's a shame um, that we don't have a lot like any of the remaining players from last year still on the team because that would sell it even harder. Okay, versus because... Doha's. Uh, there nice you go. Yeah. Well. yeah, that's not bad. Um, not bad. They don't hate each other. Um, that's <laughs> no, they don't. It's not as spicy, but it's like friends <laughs> playing each other. Yeah. Um, but maybe if the K loses, he can complain to Doha. That'd be that'd still be funny. There you go. Uh, okay, I I want to make a case for Pine. So I've been thinking about this while you two are talking. Okay. But how do we get Pine in? In what world does Pine play? Because I think that's what people that support Dallas want to hear. They want to know yes. where, de in what world does Pine get playtime? Or he, he, surely Pine is not someone that exists for marketing only purposes, and they just doesn't get playtime at all in the entire playoffs. Yeah, like, I just... surely this guy came to Dallas for a reason. Now, here are some comps I have in mind. I think if we look at some like hard anti-dive comps. Okay. Where, for example, um, you bring out a Torb. Who plays Torb on on Dallas? Uh, one of Sparkle Doha. One of them plays Torb. It's probably Sparkle. Look, if you got to bench anybody yeah. on Dallas, unfortunately, it ends up being Doha. Sadly, yeah. so it's gonna be Pine Sparkle, right? Sparkle goes um for the Torb. Um, Pine goes Cree, and then that's that's your comp. And then you play like a Ryan, Ryan Diva, Brig Bap kind of deal. Yes, I just mentioned no Lucio, but that's that's the comp I'm seeing in like high level contenders for Korea. And that's like, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking yeah, I'm of in my mind it. as well that like can work. And it's like, it's a very heavy anti-dive comp. That's that's the comp that says, if you want to dive into us with a Lucio Mora, we're going to just stun the crap out of you. Yeah. And we're going to start right-clicking and destroying your heroes. Um, Winston in particular plays poorly into that. And Lucio Mora's favorite tank right now is Winston. So okay. if you go Winston into that comp, like I've seen nanoed Winstons get melted in one second. Mm -hmm. This is over 1,000 effective HP melted in a single second. So trust me when I say there's, there are comps that destroy Lucio Mora. And the, the other problem is, guys, I think Lucio Mora is overrated. I think this, this is not a good composition long-term. And I think part of, part of me also wants to believe that the teams know this. If you're Washington, you're Dallas, you probably know that you maybe you beat, maybe you beat the other person in the, in the mirror. Maybe you win the Lucio Mora battle. But do you win the do you win the season? Do you do you make a deeper playoffs? Probably not. Try that shit versus Chengdu. You're gonna both get slapped. Like it's not gonna work. Yeah. Like ball is one of the best counters, and you're playing against Gaga Among. Like good luck. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna happen. So you cannot get a good amount of mileage with a Lucio Mora. So I'm thinking Washington and Dallas maybe together don't actually play that much Lucio Mora in this matchup because mm. they know it. Maybe this comp kind of sucks. So, hey, Pine could actually come out. You could actually see sure, yeah. some hard hit scans from Pine, like not like straight away. And you know what else is good? I said earlier, Soldier's kind of good in the meta. Now, Soldier mm. would be kind of a hero you want to use, maybe versus a double shield or versus a fire. Or that something feels like, like a that. sparkle so, hero. Yeah, it, it's also a sparkle hero, but also yeah. like you know, it's it's definitely got to be one of Pines. Um, are yeah, there probably. any good? Are there any good Ash compositions? I mean, Shockwave came out for Ash yeah. um, on Fusion. Uh, it's possible, like Ash and a double shield. Would either team try a double shield? Maybe I don't think Washington go that go in that direction. I think they prefer Mag on Ryan or um, a Winston. I also wouldn't be surprised if both teams just play normal brawl, just a Ryan Diva Lucio Bap brawl, and then a Maykri, and then there you go. You got Sparkle May, you got Pine. Does Cree, that really change Pine anything though? Like score wise. What do you mean? Um, like if they both just handshake brawl, it's like. Well, I think Dallas I really probably. I, I think Dallas probably win that. Yeah. Actually, you might want to play Sim in that mirror. So if you play Sim in the mirror, then if you play Sim in the mirror, then maybe Pine doesn't play. Pine yeah. would have to come in and play what you because you have Do then you have Doha May and then you have Sparkle Sim. 
So maybe in that matchup, Pine doesn't play. I'm just trying to think of scenarios which Pine actually Pine, plays. hundred um, percent. I agree. You, you, and it, it is, is hard. Worth it is hard. About. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It is hard. Like Pine, there's no forget about Widow. There's no Widow meta. Yeah. No. Uh, there's a plausible Widow. There's a plausible meta for Ash. A reasonable meta for a Kree. A Hanzo that Sparkle maybe. plays. Yeah. Like, it's already it's already on there. Um, I already mentioned Soldier. Yeah. Uh, Trace is now Sparkle's hero as well. Yep. There's actually not that many heroes for Pine, unless Pine's been in the lab and he's working on some stuff that I don't even know about. I don't see he that. Does, he has done some goofy stuff in the past. Like, just historically speaking, Pine has a really bizarre track record of playing, like, Bro, I better not see a Genji. Genji. I better not see a Genji come out from Pine. It better I, not happen. I agree. I'd rather not see that. Uh, but I better I'm not just see, saying, like, no, I better not see, like, Orb, a I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, Bastion? I, I, Oh, oh bro don't please uh, you're hurting my soul um <laughs> no that's it that's all i got for um for dallas washington i think we're all agreed though uh moving on let's go to fusion glads i have this three two in glads favor now this is a coin flip for me and people might be like well why glads just won count their cup surely they should be an easy pick here i have glads winning but I'm not 100% convinced by either side. I, I have a lot of maybe uh, borrowed faith for Fusion. It's like borrowed time, but like, you know, it's just like a minor bit of faith restored for Fusion for making the playoffs at all and looking reasonable. Shockwave at being added in for the second hit scan with Carpe together is actually kind of strong. Um, but can they play the right types of comps? I, it's, I'm trying to figure out what the matchups are going to be. And it's difficult because I think Fusion right now play a bit of everything. They actually didn't play that much Brawl for what it's worth. Maybe it's just versus Soul. Maybe versus Glads they might try it. But, but Fusion's comps right now are like Double Shield and the Ball Dive. That's really what they play. And I think Glads are kind of similar. Glads also want to play Dive and maybe a little bit of Double Shield. Um, because they want to play Shu on BAP, right? Ideally, you play Shu BAP. Would, would I be crazy to think that? Or do we maybe see Shu Anna instead? There's not that many well okay there are a decent amount of bap composition but all the bap compositions require you to play like more double shield or arisa based or they require you to play rhine so if glands want to focus on shoe bap they're forced into those two types of comps and they cannot play ball they cannot play winston they must play rhine brawl or an arisa bunker style with either a diva or a sigma um so I'm not exactly sure what, what direction Gladiator is going. Don't get baited by Counter Cup. Everyone's like, yeah, they'll just play Sending Counter Cup. Well, no, because we're in open yeah. meta now. Don't, don't get baited by Counter Cup. That, that, was, that had a hero pool restriction. We're unrestricted. So, yeah. I'm not exactly sure where, where, where Glads go. I, I have faith in their lineup because I think they have good pieces. Um, for, actually, I was talking about Shoot. Let's talk about Skewed. I think it'd be better for Gladiators to play more into skews here at ball, so more Brig-based comps. Play comps where Brig is a thing, yep. which means no brawl. You can't play Brawl if you want to play Brig, because you you got to have, I guess it would be Moth Lucio plus Shoe Bap. That's not the worst thing, but skews has been so good on Brig, surely you just play more Brig. Um, yeah. Is, I, I agree in a vacuum. I guess my uh, definition, or, or I... Uh, my color read on Philly feels a lot more bunker based 
Um, I agree. It probably could have just been based on what Soul was running. Maybe scrims had them um, painted in a direction. It's it's difficult to tell um, with such a little sample size. Um, but I think either way, it's like, do we like Philly's dive? If we if we like assume we don't know what Philly did, right? Like we remove play-ins. It's like, do we like what they've shown us uh, from dive this season? Not really. Um, their bunker has been pretty good and something that they seem to want to lean on or just at least Arisa-based compositions if you're going to fight me on semantics. Um, that seems to be their bread and butter. And that's something that I feel like the Gladiators are like, quietly great at do two skewed being able to kind of flex off and do double support or double flex support um i don't doubt that astro probably can compete i just don't know if they're going to be super comfortable on it um i don't assume that philly's going to be running a whole lot of dive here i i struggle giving them a winning line um I think I can give them a map. I think that they're good enough. I think they have enough time. I think they have the right pieces um, and they have been stylistic. Like this is, this is a very uh, Western team situated in APAC. So I think they have like their own style and their own way to think about the game, which I, I value quite highly. Um, so I give them a game, but yeah, I have this going gladiators pretty confidently three, one. I see a lot of what everybody's saying with the, the, the fusion copium, but I think they're they're just starting from a a farther point. I just realized I didn't even give a real justification for why I think Glides will win. But it's like I think ultimately where my discussion with the hero pools goes is we probably either end up in a bunker mirror or a dive mirror or a bunker versus dive matchup. Yep. And and I think in all three of those I have I think I I favor Glads in all three yeah. of those situations. Um so uh, it will it should be close to me because I still think Fusion are a good enough team to get there. Uh, but but Glad's dive is kind of kind of nasty. They have they have Kev's to Tracer, Burgering Sombra was great. Put Shu on an Anna. Like everyone talks about Shu Bat, but honestly, like just put Shu on an Anna. It still fucks. It's still good. Mm -hmm. And then just see how it goes from there. You get to play Skew Brig. Like that's a good comp. Uh, I think Gladys can just use that to win. That's that's kind of where I where I stand. Can I can I like selfishly hope that philly runs may so that we can see rascal bird ring for the last uh overwatch match of the you the want game. philly to lose i understand what you're at. uh yeah sure you don't want philly to for, for my own say. selfish reasons yes i'd love to see bird ring rascal face each other in one of their last career matches for overwatch one and yeah i'm kind of hoping philly tanks Wait, bird ring will dumpster rascal yes that's what yes. that's probably yes. what happens too okay. lovely i like that unsia beating panthera in the finals I'm here for it. All right. Now Yeska gives us <laughs> the fusion nah, win. Nah, Do nah, it. Nah, nah, okay. I won't, I won't. Um, you just upset every single fusion fan. All right. Thing is, like... He's trying. Yeah. You can hear, you can hear the colon yeah, and the no, lower intestines pushing out. Convince myself. But yeah, I also think it's just such a big thing for Gladiators as a team to finally have yeah. won something. Mm -hmm. um, and while... Yes, you cannot, there's no transitive property in terms of like what that meta was there and they can't really transition that necessarily into this one. I think psychologically it's a big one, yeah. which helps because for some weird reason, Gladiators is by far the best team fighting team in the league. Like if you look mm. it up statistically, 
it's not just that they pound on bad teams. They are just legitimately good at team fighting. Like, I think like 0.8% better than the next team or some ridiculous number. They just can't convert it. Now, one of the reasons why that might happen is you take more favorable positions, you uh, discount um, card time for that and generally try to win fights more than get uh, objective time and then you lose it on the objective. Mm. I think that's it's just a lack of decisiveness to a degree which conf confidence helps a lot with. Um, I also think... It is interesting that Philly probably won't have to travel. Um, I wonder what the ping situation will be like there. Yeah. I I think it's pretty big that... I mean, uh, to my understanding is Poco is still not there. No. Um, yeah, I mean, it would it would just be pretty bad for Fusion to go down this early because I don't think they can necessarily do anything in the lower bracket, but... I don't see it. I think Glatz is too good. I think Glatz yeah. in general this season is probably undervalued uh, be below what they actually played, what Overwatch they actually mm -hmm. played. They were so close to getting to a Y before. Yep. Um, no, that's that's just Glatz. I think 3-1 is probably, once again, 3-2 maybe. If Are we... I think there's a chance that there's an upset, but I just, like, we with everything we've seen... I think in some degree we are. Um, it's it's just like paper value, right? It's like you look at this team on paper and it's like, yeah. this is a fucking banger of a team. Like yeah. this is a title contending fucking roster, yeah. but they just have not shown it all season for a lot of very yeah. reasonable reasons, as yeah. dumb as that sounds. Yeah. Can they get it together within a week? Yeah. One I wasn't... I wasn't like over the moon with their play and performance, but is that like a solid baseline? Let's you give them, you know, improvement over a week. Yeah. You also have to consider that a lot of these other teams have been refining for a week. So it's like, they just start from a lower baseline for reasons they really can't control, which sucks, yeah. but there, there is potential, right? If I, there was ever an argument for a punchy team, it's Philly, but ironically, the start of the season was their best part of the season for them. Yeah, yeah. go four zero and then face. So this is why I, this is why count. everyone's like, oh, they had such they had so many problems that they had to start with. Like, yo, they went four zero. Let's not lie. Let's not lie to ourselves yeah. here. They actually yeah. had a great great start. Yeah, now um, which which are better than other teams is what yeah. told me. Yeah. They 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 have some punching power. They have some overperformance. They have that attribute about them. But that's just like narrative analysis. Like, can here's, we summon that now? I don't know. Here's the other part of the narrative, though. They're only they're one of the three teams that never went to Hawaii in that competition. Right? Is that something that drives you, or is that something that haunts you? Right? You that, have two sides of that coin. That's that is a statement towards your ability to get there, right? It's like, sure. It's like, I'm. Yes, it's Philly, but I'm I'm not sure why I should consider them to be. So much more scary than I, for instance, evaluate like Washington. They haven't shown me anything to that degree. Washington went four zero. Yeah, they did. Um, they have banger uh, players. They do. I forgot yeah, about no. that actually. For some reason, wrong. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot Washington went four zero. Yeah. I don't know why. So oh it's, god. I like my. I want to like. I know when, when it happens and Philly actually upsets and I'll be s sitting there and my gut will tell me, ah, I told you, I told you. But like, nah. Like here you yeah. just got to go with the, 
defending title champion, so to speak. <sighs> It's a safe bit, right? We all went with the yeah. safe bit. None of us wanted to go too spicy here. Yeah. And, I think there's uh, opportunities, but yeah, it's it's really so, hard to go that way. All right, final match, the quarterfinals. Man, we've got a lot of games to get through. Shock Dragons. I got 3-1 Dragons Shock. And I I just I think Shock are a good enough team that they should get one here, but the Dragons are the best team in the world currently. I It would be crazy for Dragons to lose this early. And for, I think the number one thing, this is what people always bring up, it's like, oh, yeah, but can the Dragons bounce back? I mean, they were sandbagging, and they, they took it easy, and they had a bad, they had a short sure. scrim schedule, they didn't have all that kind of stuff. What if they don't bounce back? I'm like, you bounce back by going back to your same scrim schedule, and you start scrimming six hours a day again, versus good competition, of which there are plenty of in Korea. Even with teams being eliminated, it's like, okay, cool. You don't have New York and Seoul to scrim against you just do more scrims versus Chengdu, Philly, and Korea contenders, Korea teams, and O2 Blast and whatever. Mm. Um, and honestly, I think O2 Blast are probably better practice in some cases than Seoul and NYXL anyway. That team is fucking sick and nasty. Like, yeah. people that haven't seen O2 Blast, you've no idea how good this team is. I, once um, again, there's contender teams that blow the lid off of half the Overwatch League teams, and it's not close. This, o, this O2 Blast team is ridiculous. I, I would go as far as to say, if you put o2 blast in this top eight right now over justice. one of the supposedly bottom four teams like let's let's say you replace fusion justice or even maybe rain and you put o2 blast in there like bro mike o2 blast let me just put it this way i don't think they get eliminated straight away i think they mm -hmm. are not one of the first teams eliminated i think they make a run they probably get put into lower bracket but they make some sort of a run and then they lose eventually but what i'm saying is that like they could they could hold they could hold the candle they could hold the candle in the top eight, is what I'm saying, which already means that in the 20 teams above the 50% line, mm. um, that's a that, that that's a smoking hot take from me probably because all the all the people who don't know anything about contenders are like yeah, but they're a contenders team and like they're a contenders team that probably only strictly play against Overwatch League Overwatch teams, League teams, yeah, and like do well against them. Mm. Again, you have not seen how good this team is. Um, anyway, that that talk aside, um. So, so dragons. What it comes back to is dragons have access to a lot of good practice, um, and they can up their scrim schedule again. And I, I think if you're the best team in the world, you you have a blueprint for how to win. You have a blueprint for winning. And now that you're upping your schedule, you're upping your practice, you're upping your your pace and tempo again in terms of practice. Uh, I can see dragons easily re-entering the top of the line dragons that we saw at the end of summer showdown i don't know why i don't know why people doubt that i don't know why people doubt them getting back there um yeah, as if like they would forget how to win it's like are you serious like what do you mean what are you smoking like why would you believe that why would you assume that so a top line dragons should be pretty damn good uh should be pretty damn good they just will be pretty damn good yeah and i think shock just don't have enough ammo they don't have enough tape on a dragon's here to do to 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 know what to play against just yet they probably look at summer showdown but what did dragons do summer showdown the last tournament dragons were good open meta they probably look at that maybe dragons do a lot of tracer somber again into ball that's what i'd be if i was shocked i'd be i'd be prepping for somber tracer ball that's what i would think that dragons play um but dragons are a team that will go far so you don't want to play brawl into them because you're going to get farmed by flitters farah um lip's gonna go sombra and get a million emps it doesn't even matter how many people he hits with the emp he gets them so fast it's just, he uses them on cooldown it's just like whatever um 
this team are too shock are gonna I, I don't I don't see a winning matchup. I don't see what comp shock and run that dragons are just like not gonna be able to beat. But I have enough confidence to say that Shock should get one map because I think Shock are a good team. Mm. Agreed, agreed. Um I think uh I think somehow we've locked eyes from across the room. Um do you do you want to go first, Jessica? Or would you like me to We can hold hands during it? We can. Okay. Here. Let's just okay, yeah, yep. Like that way, that way. Yeah, married. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. Yes. Say it, Joe. Three. This is gonna be a five mapper. Okay. But I'm my ass hurts and I'm getting off the fence. I have the San Francisco Shock <laughs> upsetting the Shanghai Dragons in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, um, which is weird because funnily enough, I agree. The Shanghai Dragons are the best team at this tournament. Uh, spoiler, they're winning this thing, right? 100%. They're just going to win. <laughs> Avril mentioned very early that if there's, if there's a time to beat somebody, it's early on in the tournament. And that's where I see the shock doing this against the Dragons. And this is, this is something that Moon has calculated. Yes, is it, is it a hot take? 100%. I agreed. Uh, but I see shot coming out and they, i think they've shown their hand a little bit which could play into dragons um I, i'm not mad at the super pick i'm not mad at super's ryan i'm not mad at super or, or crusty trying to develop their own style to kind of try to in a way cheese out the dragons and i think there's a there's a very clear and strong opportunity for them to get dragons early to throw them a weird look and for them to upset them I, 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 I'm, I'm here for it. I, I see it. I see it as a five gamer going to the wire, but it's the weird style that shock throws them in the final moments that, that just ends up biting dragons in the butt and not even in a bad way. Cause again, like we mentioned at the top of the, the show, dragons beat all the rest of the teams. It's not fair. But when you're early on in a bracket and you get faced with some cheesy garbage, a la the San Francisco shock. And, and I guess it wasn't cheesy garbage. Um, but like, if you're going to beat somebody, it's early on. And I think, I think shock gets it done versus dragons. Uh, Any other points you want to, you want to add in? No, Joe, just gonna, just gonna help, help this guy, please. <laughs> See my in, internal monologue is since Joe did it, do I have to? Because you don't have to look, look, I'll, I'll just, I'll just give you the little bit. Scrimbox, baby. Woo. There is reason to believe that Joe is not stupid in this. Um, oh my God. Now, <laughs> <sighs> going for the win, trying to get that hundred K baby. It. Um, I mean, none of this is rational, you know? Like, I, uh, the, the, the thing it, is, they, they are the best team in the world, but they are also a team that didn't go to a Y in the last stage. There are reasons to believe that sandbagging in the last stage destroys your uh, chances and has done so. Yeah, I think there are matters to believe where... Thing is, okay, I don't, I, I don't want to give away too much in terms of, like, what I've heard in terms of who's popping off, because I think that that uh, could give away theoretically. Um, Metacom said they're playing, 
But like, it's it's not an absolutely stupid idea. And yes, the round one thing makes it yes. more likely. Um, uh, this is this is a scary team. What? You want to get them out early. And if you can't, well, at least you got to choose that you played them. And if you meet them in the finals, spoiler, looks like you're probably going to have some good tape on them. You're probably going to be very comfortable with all the bullshit they're going to throw at you. I don't hate it. I think it's fucking brilliant from Moon. I think he's won a championship by picking the shock. Without a doubt. I, I genuinely believe Moon has secured Shanghai Dragons a championship victory regardless of this first match by picking the San Francisco shock. No cap. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard, but okay. You know what, Avril? Wait, I switched <laughs> yep, to the wrong. Switch. Gotcha, yeah. bitch. Friendly fire, friendly fire. It is friendly fire. Wait, why did it not switch to this? Okay, it should I don't have know. switched to this. And then you're the OBS wizard. You figured out. Go like, no, it doesn't work. Okay, never mind. My, my scene's not switching. So. Um, it's it's honestly, just trying to touch me through the OBS. It, it is a fifty-fifty to me, right? I honestly, I honestly believe that could be the case. I'm not sure if Shanghai is immediately there. I also agree with Joe that they are the favorite to win the final. Yeah. Um. They're let's, taking the shock route. Let's. I can't let my buddy walk into the shock into the night by himself. Let's I'm also go. picking the San Francisco shock. Let's go. You guys are crazy. <laughs> you guys but are we crazy. We look like geniuses. Oh my god. Oh, Playing for the hundred k. It's fine if if Shanghai lose. And this, they're just I'll gonna just win. The, yeah, I'll they're winning. The, I'll just make the excuse that they were sandbagging. It's fine. Exactly. I'll play that. I'll play that narrative. Exactly. I don't even believe it, but I'll just do it. For the, I'll do it for the excuses only. <laughs> this isn't even um, the NA stand podcast, you know. I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just gonna. Impressive. I'm just gonna bring out all the Shanghai excuse books, uh, excuses out of the book. I've got an entire yep. novel worth of them. It's fine. Bang! <laughs> oh my god. Wow. For audio listeners, uh, Yeskis found out that he can reach through space and time and have his hand enter my bedroom, and we just fish bump. So if you want to see that, tune into the, the, the YouTube stream, VOD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let's like move that. forward. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Now, now we've gotten some... Okay, let's go through the next four games pretty quickly here. Um, I mean, we're going to spend the rest of the episode basically going through the bracket. I, yeah. Um, just briefly, I will say, I will have some meat of, to the bone of this, you know, Scrimbox talk, blah, blah, blah. I think either Monday or Tuesday, I'm going to give the viewers some, re some hopium for the Shock fans based on the player interview I did this week. Um, and which in... Remember when you... Didn't just inform my opinion, but also made me research it a little bit, which brought me to this point of lunacy. When you remember when you interviewed coaches and they said that APAC were hilariously far behind in the meta? <laughs> True. Yeah. I remember that. Um <laughs> Shanghai Gladiators is what I have here. Uh I'll just for winners round two. Oh no, let's, sorry, losers. Let's go losers first. Okay. Because that's that's the order that we're going in. Yeah. Um so I have shock fusion in the lower bracket. Yeah. Of which Shocker go through for me. Look, I still think I just think Shocker. 
a dynamite team that will make a make a lot of waves even in the lower bracket i see them mm-hmm. making it deep so they win that for me uh, i apologize to fusion fans yet again but it's going to be a 3-0 yeah. i can't i don't see it i don't see fusion pulling out enough to slow down the shock yeah i think shock are going to go on one, one of those legendary lower bracket runs after losing the dragons and they're going to start mopping up pretty quick so that's me done and dusted you guys have a different lower bracket so what do, what do you guys got for losers round one here different your potato potato same same reasons i think uh, i won't speak for yiska but i have this shanghai advancing three zero a lot of same reasons yeah. it's I, again i think it, it's a it's a crying shame and i hope there's a part of me in my heart that hopes that philly can get it done early maybe battle you know the gladiators close and and squeak out an upset i do think there has upset potential there check the odds maybe it's worth a bet bet responsibly though um and yeah (laughs) i it's i don't see it i don't see it for philly i didn't like what i saw in play-ins they're starting from a lower like base mark it it sucks i hate it i i wanted to see this team perform but i just philly fans philly fans are crying right now joe how uh, how right. do we wipe their tears? They are they're not happy with this result because I don't have Philly making it out. You don't have Philly uh, making it out. Yiska has no. Yiska doesn't even have Philly making it out. Probably. Not. Um. So, as I said, the Philly just zero two boom out of playoffs immediately. Is that it? Yiska is that it? Are they just done? Are they out? I mean, if Dragons goes into a lower bracket, yeah, they're out, dude. Like that's that's unfortunately like no matter who you get, to be like. If you're few, uh, Philly and you're watching that game play out between the Sh- Shanghai Dragons and San Francisco Shore, you just gotta be like, you gotta be fucking shitting me right, mm-hmm. like, right now. Like, to beat the Dragons in the lower bracket round one? Nah. Here, here's the got? hope. What score you got, Yusuke? Mm-hmm. What's your score line? Yeah, 3-0. Like, it's over. Okay, cool. Just wanted to confirm. I, I think... Joe, what you had, Joe? Did you have 3-0, Joe? Yes, I had 3-0, but I also have so like an opportunity for Philly to make like the best chance that Philly has to make it anywhere deep in this tournament. Obviously, they have to, you know, topple the gladiators. The gladiators go to the lower bracket. If we if we subscribe to what Avril's saying and the dragons beat the shock, which is very possible, right? Not without, you know, not with outside the realm of possibility. You Say get shock glad. Like it's not the favorite, like it's not the safe bet. <laughs> As if it wasn't the more favorable thing to, Just to saying. do. But okay. So you get shot glads in the lower bracket. That's good scenario that maybe glads can upset the shock. Then you get Philly Dragons in semifinals. Philly likely drop down, have to play maybe a rematch of glads shock. There's there's possibilities there. Like it all starts with this first match for them, obviously, but for a lot of for brackety reasons, right? Like, it's, so fusion, it's one game. If they win fusion, one game, they can win more. If they don't, it's out. They're dead. So fusion have a must win versus Glads is really yes. what it is. Yeah. Yes. They, if they lose versus Glads, they're done. Yeah. They must be Glads because you 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 uh, immediately draw quarterfinal one winner or loser. Can I ask you this? And can I ask this? If Glads drop into the losers bracket versus either Shock or Dragons, what happens hypothetically? And that could be spicy. <laughs> I think but then if, if Glads lose to Fusion, then surely Glads are just out because you've lost to Fusion here. Like I mean, yes, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a must-win for Glads as well. Yeah, yeah. In that same wow. in that same fashion, 
Yeah, that if you lose that match here. Game. Yep. What an important game that Fusion Collides game is then. Yep. Damn, dude. It really is. I agree. Whoa. I didn't even think of it, but yeah, as we kind of worked through it, I'm like, yeah, you, you do not want to lose this game because there is a little good okay. chance that you are out of this tournament. We all have... Did you have more to add there, Yesco, or no, are we moving on? It's, I mean, they're not... Even in your bracket case where the shock goes down, which is the san, sane one, um, yeah, I think they still lose that one. Philly does. Same. Yeah. Well, clearly same. Uh, as I, That's what I printed, but Justice Reign. We all agree Justice Reign are down at the bottom there. Um, yep. oh, I got Reign 3-2. I'm not happy oh. about this. I, I think it's 50-50 for me. And the reason for this is I I just still don't know what what the hell is rain where where are they with their whole situation, um, but I don't know maybe I'll give them some contingencies here. I, I still think rain versus NA teams have a great matchup. I think rain have a poor matchup versus APAC teams versus NA domestically. They've done super well in the past outside of the fact that okay they had a, the whole Pelican issue and in, in Countdown Cup, but beyond that, um, most of the times a rain matchup against NA teams they have really great results so i think there's not a lot of looks that justice can pull out versus rain that will surprise the rain and that will be putting the rain in a weird spot or an unfavorable position i think rain should be pretty prepared now i still have justice going two here and it should be close because again i don't know what the situation with rain is now if they if this is normal rain where they get to play with pelican it should be a low ping game because they're both in hawaii um, then I'd probably favor rain a little bit harder, maybe 3-1, maybe 3-0. But just due to a little bit of uncertainty, I'm going to give this rain 3-2. But I, I feel more confident in this matchup, just just stylistically how rain play against their counterparts in NA. So so I have rain winning this. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I'm a little farther down, if memory. Like, you had this 3-2, right? For rain justice, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit uh, farther down on the justice. Um, I'd be more charitable if they show something a little off meta or uh, like a different look than just the Lucio Moira, and it actually looked decent versus the fuel. Um, but I don't see that necessarily happening a lot of the time and i think that just the atlanta rain even with edison um even if you just remove pelican from just play in general um i think they can probably get it done versus the justice from what what i saw let's go again let's go uh 3-0 i have this 3-0 atlanta do you really believe justice will only play lucio more though i think that's their best chance if i'm going to be honest yes okay I I am still under the the heavy belief that Justice will pull out more more looks than that. Yeah. If I they do, smarter. I think there's a chance maybe they get a couple maps, but even then, I don't see Atlanta losing. I have it. Oh, my scoreline is based on a Justice mm -hmm. pulling out more than just Lucio Mora, and B Pelican maybe maybe not playing, and so I have a close. Yes, go. Makes sense. I mean, I'm picking the rain, but I will say this would be the archetype like. Uh, Ironically, this would be the biggest injustice for the justice to uh, go past here because, okay, so See what you did there. the the if you just look on paper, I think the the rain had the short end of the stick 
due to like illnesses, league regulations and structure, as in like not getting a point for going to a Y, but um, that type of stuff. Like wh wherever you fall on the, you might even think that's okay, and you you're playing for the possibility of getting a point and whatnot. But in the end, like I feel like very often this season. The rain legitimately had a uh, like a harder environment to compete in, and or like a were dealt a worse hand, mm. at least from what we publicly know. Of course, we don't know what might have gone wrong for the justice, um, but and for them to then lose against the justice in that once again, it's the team that has the worst season record, had the easiest way into playoffs. Had the worst Countdown Cup um, record in the region was, I think, legitimately last place in Countdown Cup or whatever. For them to throw out the rain out of the bracket would be pretty, like, and upsetting. It upsetting would be upsetting, rain. yeah. Just like from a, yeah. from, I don't know, a lawful good person's point of view, I guess. Um, God, thankfully but, we're all chaotic evil justice here. <laughs> The thing is, I think mm. it it could be very close. It could easily be very close. I think they like the justice. Okay, so having talked to Pre during an interview, like he talked about like them not playing perfect Overwatch, pretty much is what unlocked their ability to beat these teams in those situations because like they always wanted to play f for that Hawaii win, and then they tried to play towards that, choosing a strategy. And then they weren't ready by the time that they got their first week matches and then they missed the uh, playoff qualification window. I'm not sure what that means now transitioning into the playoff uh, environment, but it probably means they're not going to play Fushimura as much as we think they will. Um, and they're, they're a pretty big dark horse for me in what they could be capable of. I think it's generally, like, if you think about Fushimura... I think you want th both those players on those heroes, like Bebe, and especially closer. Like, yeah, you might not like the beats, but it's it's probably his best hero despite Mercy. Are they going to pull out a Farah? They have a couple of players on the Farah. Pre told me like none of them felt good. They play play Tuba, Assassin, and Decay on the hero, and they in the end didn't opt going for that pick. Maybe that changes. I'm not sure. I wouldn't know why that would now be a thing. Um. I think there are attack vectors for sure for the Justice to be a good team in the playoffs. I just can't say at this point. And if we had the ability to correct the bracket, I think after round one, you pretty much would probably have a different evaluation of this match than yeah. we have right now. But um, as of right now, you just got to assume that the drain um, will take it here. Yep. Okay, um, I think so. We all have rain going through. I I just realized something really quick. Just to end this conversation on rain justice a little bit, but mm -hmm. thinking about it more, if we go to five maps, I actually have justice. I think justice should win the fifth map if we go to five maps. So I have already locked in rain three two here. But really, the more I think about it, if I could redo my pickums and I can't because they're locked now, but. I would actually give this 3-2 to Justice because I think if Justice had the capability to push map 5, at that point, they've probably got Rain on the ropes a little bit because mm. Rain should yeah. be the favorite here. And if Justice have pushed map 5, they're in a position to win. Um, 
and Rain to me have more to lose in this matchup than Justice have. Justice are making the miracle run. They're making the miracle run. Um, whereas I think Rain the expected wins, and we've all mm. gone with a safe option here. Uh, I don't hate it, but I, I I think the ability for Justice to make the upset here is not as not that low. I think people should look at this matchup and give Justice a fair shout because I I can see it. I can see Justice actually winning this, but it would be a, a, a quite a slobber knockover yeah. series. It would be quite a long one. When is round five? What is what? Uh, when is round two? But match number five, technically speaking, up at the top there. Um, dragons glads is what I have. You guys have shock glads, so we'll just go dragons glad real quick for me. Three. Um, dragons have a great matchup into dive mirrors. Glads will most likely be playing a dive. They could pull out some double shield. They might have to do that on certain maps and just try and throw the dragons off. But um, I, my narrative for Dragons is that they are, they're going to be the best team. You can already see where I'm going with Dragons. Mm-hmm. They're the team that are winning the entire season, so they just got to get past another hurdle. Every single team so far kind of just feels like a bit of a hurdle. Um, same kind of justification here with Shock Dragons result. 3-1 because I think Gladiators are a good enough team to take a map here, but Dragons are the superior team, and they they shouldn't have too many issues. So that's me. You guys have Shock Glad, so... Don't tell me what you think of that. Yeah, for a lot of similar reasons. I think, uh, again, if Glads are coming in um, and, and look as prepared as I think they're going to look, um, I see them taking Glads close, um, but ultimately beating them 3-1. Uh, again, Gladiator's good enough to take a map probably off of anybody. I don't think they get, you know, smashed by anybody. Um but yeah, I like the the depth that Shock has shown have shown at least in play-ins, and I assume that's probably going to be refined and uh, carried over to playoffs. Uh, that also goes to the to the Glads. I, I like what Glads have shown, um, but I don't know that any team's going to be playing quite like the Shock. Um, that's just my my guess. My guess. Yeah, I mean. If if Shock gets there, then I think they are a sufficiently strong team that they will also dispose of the gladiators. It's yep. inherently sort of implied here. Um, yeah. Okay. Oof. Yo. Carry this from Bucks through. Di- they're getting this deep into the bracket, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, they are. That's 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 the three. That's the three peat right there. Yeah. No. Uh, that's Yiska's about to. Get... is about to rescind. He's going to take back his prior. Statements of the the era is over. You know the three P, the entire yeah. shock era is done. He's he's reinstating no, no, the era. No, no, We're no, back no. in the they, golden they, ages. They haven't gotten shit if they win this playoff finals. That fu- that no that <laughs> fucking thing isn't their era still. I don't. Give I a want fuck. you to know. I want you to know that given enough time, when we look back at this, all people will remember is the three P. They will forget about the fact mm, yes. that oh, yeah. shock for the entire oh, yeah. regular season yes. didn't do too much. Alzheimer's is everyone a bad will only disease, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll look at Liquipedia, you'll look at the Overwatch League history, be like, oh yeah, Shock 3P, that's it. That's all they know. Um, when is round two for the next match is Fuel Hunters. We all have Fuel Hunters. Yep. I have uh, Hunters 3-1 here. Part yeah. of me wanted to give Hunters 3-0 here. I just think their matchup Ooh. versus Fuel is so clean. Fuel would have to... I think Fuel have to play Pi in this match. I think Fuel would have to do something different because you have to shut... You have to pressure and shut down Jimmu's fire. You have to eliminate that threat. Maybe you put Spark on the fire, you match. But I think if you do that, um, 
I don't know that hunters want to want to play into the farmer and they can just put they can just force the echo. I mean, maybe that works for both teams and Sparkle and Leave have this echo duel instead. But um, Pine offers a lot of options for maybe dealing with hunters, so I can see that being a possibility here. Ultimately, I this shouldn't be too different from Summer Showdown, outside of the fact that Dallas will have learned from that and will look to uh, adapt and change stuff up, maybe try some stuff. Um, I I give enough benefit of the doubt that I think Dallas um, are a team that are not going to get three zero here. They should be a good enough team. They should be a smart enough team. Rush should be a good enough coach. They'll figure something out. But I think hunters are more prepared for, and they're they're more they're into another very favorable meta. People keep saying, "Oh, hunters, you know the best time for them to win was Countdown Cup because they never got a better meta." No, bro, that's not true. Hunters didn't have Echo in the Countdown Cup meta. Mm. What do you mean that was the best meta for them? They they had a lot of picks that they don't they didn't you know, that that would have been good for them as well. Like. It's not like what just because they get to play ball, it's the best possible meta for hunters. It's it's really not. I think that's kind of um, underselling hunters a little bit there. So I I have this being a three one, and it should be a pretty convincing game. But I don't think Fuel get zero and three. Fair, Jessica, where are you headed? Ah, uh, yeah, no, I'm. The thing is. I would feel bad if if this this pivot that the Dallas Fuel had with their strategy um, in the late mid-season, I would say, towards mm -hmm. ball comps was going to be fruitless. And so far, it has been. Now, I'm not sure if they can pick up that, that speed to the point where they can overtake the Hunters uh, here. Um, and mm -hmm. I think, generally speaking, they probably shouldn't. But... Uh, it's at the same time like it's a it's a hard one to the thing is it's harder to stay ahead than to catch up I think and they they, will also, the gap is. they also yeah. will have more than one strategy prepared like and as will most teams to be fair like you can't play most of the um control maps as as you play the the other maps like you you know some simcoms might be coming out and whatnot right but I think, generally speaking, the, the fuel will be well-prepared with a wide variety of compositions. Um, that might play in... I think it's, it's, it's probably a 3-2 Chengdu. I think this will one, one will be very close. Okay. I can see, yeah, I can see Dallas being a smart team. I can see them being a team that have come into this very well-prepared. I can see this being the matchup that they feel is the real one they have to pray for rather than justice, even though they can't... Mm. And yeah. shouldn't sleep on the justice. Should, yeah, should. But um, yeah, this is going to be a hard game for Dallas. I they to me would be the underdogs in this matchup, hundred percent. But fair play. Where where are you going, Joe? I have this going Dallas's way. I have this going three one. Um, I agree that Dallas should be coming in prepared. Um, I do think that the Wrecking Ball composition probably will see some play. Um, my biggest downside uh, for the Hunters is I don't know that Ferret actually is going to be uh, as valuable this time around. Um, I think if anything, you probably want... I'm guessing, and this is kind of what really shaped my outlook on this, was... You probably want leave primarily on the Echo, which leaves Jinmu kind of pinched. I have a funny feeling 
that the season is going to come down to Hunter still never really having a stable second DPS. Um, I don't like the depth that Jinmu can show. I'm not big on the far if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I, I do think it's too slow with hero pools removed. Um, as fast as they do play it, I, I give them credit there. Um, do they pull out some sort of double aerial comp? Maybe um, if there's a team here to really do some really outside creative work, I think it's probably the hunters, but it, that doesn't like scream a vote of confidence for me against a Dallas fuel that knows what they're good at is smart enough and well coached to find that and, and adapt on it. I, I, I like Dallas here. I do. I like them a lot. So yeah, got him going forward. Uh, three, one going to Dallas. Joe, you've you've like heavily abandoned the APAC teams in this bracket. Yeah, I, I now it's now that I kind of walk through this, I'm like, wow, why did I, how did I become the NA Andy? <laughs> yeah, the, you you were like this you were weird. like the you were the which I think it was a summer showdown. You were the guy that put Chengdu oh, yeah. beating Dallas and going through. Mm -hmm. and we were kind of sitting there like, oh, that's a little bit presumptuous. Even though I felt like I should have done that as well, and then I got burned for not doing it. And now you've done the complete opposite. Um. That is day two matches done. So let's get into day three matches. Now, uh, on day three, we have... What do we got first? Yeah, we'll go through the losers games first, I suppose. So I have Shock Fuel. Oh, man, this is a tough game. Tough. Oh, boy. Shock Fuel. I think I'm the only one that has Shock Fuel as well. Yeah. I put yeah. Shock Fuel... Oh, this is painful. Shock 3-1. <laughs> oh, okay. Shock, I think Shock are making the run. I think Shock are making the low bracket run. Um, And Fuel, they're a great team. But I, I, I don't... Oh, this is so tough because it, it could still go either way, couldn't it? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. Shock have powered up, though. I think Shock are just looking really strong. They are one of the favorites for this playoffs, funny enough. Um, I get the scrim bucks, and I I considered that as well. But I mean, I I don't think the scrim bucks are good enough for Shock to beat Shanghai, but I think it could be good enough for them to beat Fuel. Totally. Um, I mean, what 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 are the what are we going to see here? Is it going to be a brawl mirror? Is it going to be just Ryan versus Ryan? We're going to see some super versus fearless matchups. That's good for both teams. Yeah. Then you've got you got the Violet Bap. You've got the Nero May. Versus Sparkles, May versus what? Is it Fielder Bap? I guess. I think um, the one of the big head-to-heads that like is missing here is like Dallas. If I'm gonna be honest, don't have like a strong echo. Nero's been pretty Dallas? pretty damn good. Dude, no, you're underrating Sparkles' echo. Statistically speaking, echo. it's been pretty mid. I don't think we see that much echo in this matchup. I think these two teams maybe. Probably play closest to Brawl, and I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas do some Lucio Mora stuff here as well. Mm. Just to throw the span in the works and try and push Shock around and see what they can get. That's going to be a little bit of a temperature check for the matchup. Dallas might, I think Dallas on the first map, map number one, they go Lucio Mora just to test the water, sure. see if Shock would be susceptible to it. Um, ultimately, I think I think Shock are the more favorable team here. I think Shock are they're, they're the team that are powered up a little bit for more for me. Um, and, and before people say, like, well, you gave Shanghai the benefit of the doubt, and you said that they could bounce back. 
Are you saying that Dallas can't bounce back? I think Dallas can bounce in. They can bounce. Uh, they can definitely uh, make a play. But I still just have a lot of questions around like who's even going to be playing? Is Pine going to get play time? Is it going to be good enough? If they don't play Pine, what kind of comps are we seeing? Maybe Sim. Maybe maybe Sim Brawl just ends up being Dallas's biggest potential here. Um. I'm just I'm just sipping the shock juice. I think I'm just into the juice too much. I think I've just gone too deep in for shock in this lower bracket run. We've infected it. So what do you guys have? You guys have Yiska went Shanghai Dallas and Joe has Shanghai Chengdu. Is that correct? I didn't anticipate my bracket yeah. to, for them to meet again, dude. No, I don't want to answer. You have Shanghai that. Dallas here. Oh, not again. But uh, actually, it makes it a little bit. Uh, Shanghai, Dallas. I mean, Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Like I was reading the the Eric keeps track, and I think he was saying before sh shock, uh, shock Shanghai, and that would have destroyed me to predict the rematch, which I will eventually have to. But yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's a sh Shanghai. I I don't see how they could have caught up. Um. Mm -hmm. And yeah, straightforward. Three one. Yeah, similar. Shanghai Chengdu. You, I think it's a lot of the same reasons uh, I mentioned in the Dallas Hill matchup. Um, on top of that, I think again Shanghai is just the best team uh, mm -hmm. in this tournament. Um, yeah, I th I have it going three zero. If I'm going to be completely honest, uh, I I don't think the Hunters, if it goes as how I expect it to, um, it's going to come down to being wow. pinched at DPS. You want two leaves. You want him to play the Tracer, you want to play the Echo. Obviously, they have strength when it comes to their, their main tank, but mm -hmm. uh, it's tough to beat Shanghai, and it's going to be a tough ask for San Francisco Shock to beat them in the quarterfinal, or, yeah, the quarterfinals. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly not going to be Chengdu to do it again. Okay. We all have Atlanta glads here. Yep. This is where things could change for some of us. I have Atlanta 3-2 glads, and this is that's that's kind of crazy right i don't know if it is or not and again i'm just i'm going to use the same justification i have for atlanta justice which is that okay. i think atlanta match up so good versus na teams atlanta outside of most recently atlanta have historically had a great matchup mm -hmm. versus glads um people are going to bring up countdown cup and um they played right when did they it last was play? one it was one team uh, fight that they botched. it was close what was the game again it was they both went to Hawaii and then they got a 3 0 there and glad to sure. be Atlanta 3 0. But I also think that's like the weakest Atlanta have looked for a Hawaii, a lot of it due to Pelican stuff. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, we'll go back to Summer Showdown and people say, like, yeah, what about the, you know, Gladiators and Atlanta went close and then Atlanta won and Gladiators lost. I. I still buy into Atlanta in those kind of late maps, in those kind of late situations. Sure. Having the capability to win. And before, it's just the entire Glads winning Summer Showdown is great. Um, but previous to that, they have been such a choky kind of team. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we'll guess, we'll see it through the rest of the playoffs. But these lates, I, I can still, I, can, I just have a little bit of faith left in the rain. Especially More with an open fair. hero pool. 
I think Countdown Cup hurt Rain in a number of ways. Pelican being one of them, and Hero Pools yeah. being the other one, losing the ability to play Master Lucio. Um, Gladiators don't change too much, whereas I think going to open meta, open meta is is a big improvement for Rain and a very minor improvement for probably Gladiators, if at all. Mm. Um, yeah, I think Rain. I think Rain got a good matchup. Three two. I have this. Uh, yeah, if I'm gonna be honest, I have this clearly Gladiators. Um, I think it was two episodes ago, one episode ago. Um, I'm very big on dive, obviously, for a number of reasons. Um, I think Gladiators uh, coming into, I think it was summer, um, probably should have gone to Hawaii. I would have liked to see them go. I think they are the closest team currently uh, to being able to actually play ball at a, at a decent level from the West. Um, and I think that's going to be a, a very strong linchpin and in, in just capping the Atlanta rain at the knees. Um, we know what the Atlanta rain wants to do. They want to play bunker. They want to play rush. Um, and I think ball does extremely well into that. Um, we also have questions at Pelican. So it's, I think stylistically it's a mismatch uh, very heavily in favor of gladiators. Um, but to Avril's point, I, I do think in that same way, there is a strength in knowing exactly what you're good at and knowing what you want to do. Um, I just don't think it's, it's the best decision or the best meta composition, if that makes sense. Um, I, I do tend to favor dive nine out of 10 times. Um, and then on top of that, you have questions when it comes to Pelican and, you know, the, the myriad of issues that comes with that. Are you screaming with Edison? Do you try to bring him over? Is there logistics issues? Do you play him? Is he on ping? I'm, I'm don't feel confident in that. And it sucks to see them get a game and then leave. But yeah, I see Glad's doing big things this tournament or this playoff. So yeah, three Oh for me. Three Oh nice. Okay. God. Got no faith in Lana. Yes, go what you got though. Uh, it's so hard. It's tough. It's it's not tough. an easy I can't matchup. believe we're this deep into the bracket. And this is like the only yeah. game that's still aligned for everybody. <laughs> I mean it's it's gonna diverge past this point. Like you have Atlanta advancing and we'll have to see what Yeska goes, but I don't I don't know. It's so hard. You wanna go like pound for pound? You wanna go individuals? How do we want to start this? I don't know. Like, I think the, I think the the rules of that are almost different. Like it's it's of like course, yeah. in my mind, yeah, like whatever you say, like in terms of the direct comparison, I think for instance, like saying that Atlanta plays well into NA teams is is a sound argument. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think once again that gladiators are kind of rolling, so. Ah, this is hard, dude. Oh. Right, you're flipping the coin. I think Avril brings up a good point. You're flipping a coin of has the gladiators, you know, shed their demons or are they haunted by them? Are they are they influenced by the big stage or have they seen the stage in the countdown cup? They've earned a title and now they can come in and they can roll, right? Like it's there. There is a catch 22 there. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to like only have to make that call on the day after the previous matches. But... Sure, yeah. <sighs> That'd be nice. I think I gotta go with, go with Gladiators just because they're hot at the moment. Um, yep. 
After all, second seed, um, generally speaking, I'm not sure if they would be too down from from previ the previous loss. I think the meta shout is a fair one. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It feels like a 50-50. I was close to asking you if you want to rock, paper, scissor for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think ultimately you got to believe in in just like cla the class of the gl gladius and the clutch factor of them coming through because after all, they were the team that won something this season. Well, Atlanta, mm. in their franchise history, still hasn't. Right. I, I'll be. I'll say this: I'm not mad at either team. Whoever wins here, I'm happy for. If Atlanta and goes I, deeper, fabulous. I'm happy for. I them. think outside of Summer Showdown, Gladiators have been one of the least clutch teams. And Gladiators have been, yeah. Conversely, they've been they've been one of the more clutch Agreed. teams. I mean, um, and maybe oh, I'm going too deep into like his. Outside of Countdown like, Cup? Sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, Countdown yeah. Cup. Outside yeah. of Countdown Cup. Some, like, before Countdown Cup, Gladiators, like, they choked a lot. Yeah. Um, and before, people, like, saying, like, oh, I'm too, like, I'm not taking into account Countdown Cup enough. I mean, some of that's there, but... I just... I, I still think when it comes to Clutch, like, Atlanta have a lot of Clutch, but I just, I just think the Countdown Cup was just a bad tournament for them for multiple reasons. Pelican won, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, hero pools too. They've done much better in other hero pools where they got to play Lucio. Fair. Um, and I think even though Dive is probably going to end up being king because I have the Dive teams ultimately doing well. Uh, it's just this particular matchup. I think it was Atlanta versus either Shanghai or Chengdu. I yeah. wouldn't give it to them, but just versus Glads. There's something there in that particular matchup stylistically that I just I. I can't help but lean rain. Mm. I don't know. That's going to be uh, the low bracket, upper bracket. I have Shanghai Chengdu. Um, not too dissimilar to what you were talking about, Joe, but I this is going to be a 3-0 for Shanghai for me. I just think there's not going to be a lot. This is even considering the fact that in Summer Showdown, in the upper bracket, Hunters in Shanghai went to what? Like, what, 3-2? Like, super close game. Um, it's not impossible. We see that again. But I have a lot of faith that Shanghai's open meta postseason here is going to be really wildly strong. Like, everything, all their peaks are going to be really hot. Lift back on the Sombra. On a one-to-one -one level, there's not a lot there outside of leave. Leave can definitely gap almost anybody sure. on on the uh, on Shanghai as far as DPS goes. Um, Tracer versus Tracer. Leave is, is going to slap flat around like it's not even funny. But Lip's going to do the same thing on Sombra to Jinmu. Yep. I don't think either team's really going to go for much fire at all this possibility of an echo and again echo is going to be like okay cool you play echo the problem with playing echo is leave does not have a partner in the echo because you want to play echo tracer they don't have a second yep. tracer player so that being the case shanghai always have the echo option whereas hunters don't have the echo option simply because what do they pair with them what are you playing who's going to be sombra, your maybe uh, that just sucks like echo sombra yeah. is far worse than echo tracer ng in my opinion i don't know no again doomfist they're just you're just going down the list from bad to worse now. Yeah. Um. Every good. single hero you've listed is just worse than the previous one. So it's just like Chengdu have to play Tracer Sombra here with Jimmu Sombra and Leave Tracer. So again, Leave unfortunately is going to get held back by the other DPS on his team. Um. 
and they don't have the flexibility to play around dragons where dragons can have the option of going lip tracer uh flitters echo and hunters will be stuck uh, i just need a stylist to not match it up well for hunters so it's three zero you guys have what again Remind i have shanghai gladiators as my losers round three no we're looking at winners we're looking at the winners oh final. upper half i'm sorry uh i have shock fuel mm-hmm. okay How, how's that going out for you um going back to the quarterfinal i do think the rhine look um pairs well with ons i think it pair or it opens up a possibility for fd god um i think and I stand by this. I do think Shock are going to be playing some like very unique stuff. I think they're the team uh, out of all these teams that are going to overperform. Um, and they, weirdly enough, match up well against the Dallas Fuel, even on maps where you can't really run uh, any kind of like rush or, or any kind of death volley compositions. I'm not mad at the Nero Echo matchup into the Dallas Fuel. Um, does that mean Glister comes out? Yeah. I think that's been a gamble, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, but I, I lean on the flexibility of the shock. I do think the Dallas Fuel are coming in very pointed, like they have been all season. Um, does that mean that they're only playing Lucio Moira? No, of course not. They're probably going to have like an echo look in there. But I, if I'm going to be honest, I have not been impressed. I think that it's good. Is it good enough to win a winner's final, you know, in the last tournament of this game? No, I do not. I do not think that their echo performance is world-class. Um, I think they do one thing extremely well, and I think that's what they're going to bank on. Um, and I think that matches up poorly versus what the Shock are coming out with. So I say Shock 3-1, sorry. Shock 3-1. Yep. I had Shock 3-1 as well in the lower bracket for the same matchup for what it's worth, so we're aligned there. Uh, Yeska's got Shock Chengdu, which I don't think anyone has. We don't have that matchup, so nope. this will be the first... Okay shock chung do matchup we have yeah weird one dude i don't know like this break late in the bracket if i'm already predicting <laughs> shock Shanghai, i i i'd smoke some good stuff if i was not to say shock also beats uh here, right? like at that point like it, you, you gotta persist in your folly to become wise right like it, that, <laughs> you gotta yeah. like quadruple down here yeah yeah my god um, I don't know if you have any particular reason. I mean, that's that's clear enough for me. I don't know if you want to dive deeper into that or just leave it there. No, I mean at that well, point, like if if once again, if shock is in their zone, then which sort of is the and Chengdu is kind of like a weaker Shanghai. Then yeah, yeah. I, I see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to day what four now. So day four is going to be all lower bracket games. Mm. Uh, you have losers round three, then losers finals. My losers round three is shock rain. I'm on the Yeska, I'm on the Yeska train line here. I got Shock 3-1. And finally I have Rain exiting the tournament in fourth place, which is a really damn good Not finish bad. for them yeah. like, for the entire season. Um I think I've given Rain a lot of benefit of the doubt for all the low bracket games. I am assuming I, I've assumed a lot of things to allow them to beat both Justice and then Gladiators. The Gladiators ones are quite definitely more of a reach. Um but here I think this is where it stops. This is where the rain meet their match and they have this kind of lower bracket run eventually put to dirt um this is the case where even if they had pelican i probably still would put shock as a victor here maybe it'd be closer who knows but um 
I think Shock have more options and compositions. They've shown more strengths. Rain are a little bit more limited. I said that Rain have a good matchup versus NA teams, but I think Shock are the exception to that rule. And Shock will be the ones moving forward to the lower bracket final. Fair play. A lot of the same reasons are just changing some names. Uh, I have the Gladiators coming out in fourth place. Uh, bang up versus season who? versus the Shanghai Dragons. Okay. Um, no surprise. Again, I, I said it before. I'd say it again. I think Moon has locked up the championship with one pick. Um, yeah, I think they're just a better version of Gladiators. I'm going to be completely honest. I think they do everything just better. Um, the only reason why they're in the lower bracket is because they have a weird matchup early, very, very early. Um, but that doesn't matter to them, but they don't care. They can beat any of these teams as long as you get them the, the time to adapt to them. They don't need to really adapt to the, what the gladiators are showing them. Sure. I guess historically you could point at them being a little tricky, uh, but mm -hmm. they're not a team like Chengdu. They're not a team maybe like the shock to be able to go. We're going to do something really out of left field. We're going to throw some cheese at you. We're going to try and, you know, leverage the bracket and the film you have against us. Um, they feel very straight up in that way. They may, they may allocate their resources a little differently. They may rotate a little differently. They may position a little weird. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be enough to stop a, a Dragons on a run. I give them a map. I give Glad's a map. But yeah, Shanghai are going forward 3-1. Yes, what do you got here? Who do you have matching up, by the way? You have, is it Shanghai Glad's as well? Uh, yes. And that's just Shanghai, right? Like, I don't know. I think, like, if, if Shanghai gets rattled early, I think they're just bouncing back. And, like, with okay. Fury and, yeah. I think Fury. Might, might even be, <laughs> might even be 3-0. I don't know. I think they smash it, yeah. What 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 do you have a score line that you actually put down or you just kind of Uh no, my uh, bracket is com like I did my bracket 2 days ago before okay. I got all that new information. So I mean that thing, if I win that, I'm probably burning it for like the money in in broad daylight. Sure. Just for being so wrong. Um lower bracket final is shock hunters for me. And this is basically more of like who who do I think the second best team in the world is? Who's going to make it to the grand finals? And you know, I, I think this is a coin. I think either team could. I think at this point, if Shock have made it this far, I should be choosing Shock, but I've got Hunters 3 and 2. Oh! I'm, I'm committed to the fact that I think Hunters are the second best team in the world behind Fair Dragons. Play. I'm committed to the fact that I think Hunters are less flexible, but what they are running in this meta is very good. And what they can run in this meta is very good. Um, and you know, I, I think the, okay. And rain are also limited, but I think they are playing honestly kind of worse comps and hunters hmm. are playing better comps for this minute in terms of ball dive. Um, I don't think shock can match ball at all, but, um, they, they have, they have some good looks. Chengdu, this is, I, I give a lot of benefit of the doubt to shock in this matchup. And I, I was tossing this one up quite a lot, hmm. but I just, I have, I have faith that Chengdu are actually the second best team here can make it to the finals and are legitimately a, a powerful threat. I have faith that leave being the best player in the world can put Chengdu there as well. Um, and that stylistically, this isn't just them playing Shanghai where Shanghai kind of had their number and the similar strengths. I think hunters and shock actually have different strengths, but hunters strengths being that they get to play the actual ball dive meta at a more successful level than shock can get them across the line here. Hmm. Uh, I like that. I think. It's what do you guys have for lower bracket final? Uh, I have Shanghai, Dallas. Yep. 
Okay. Rematching. Um, I have this going Shanghai's way. I expect this to be close um, with Dallas, up, I guess maybe even upsetting um, with, with some of the narrative that, you know, Avril's put forward with, you know, how this, these two teams being the Chengdu Hunters and the Dallas Fuel match up. Um, with them upsetting the, the Chengdu Hunters, I think they come into this Dragons matchup having shown all their cards. They're, they're able to play the ball. Is it as good as Shanghai? No, of course not. Uh, do they play the Echo up into a world-class level? No. Statistically, that's just not true. Uh, they don't have the Tracer at the world-class level. They don't have a hit scan. They don't have the flexibility. They're pointed. They know exactly what they want to do, and that'll get you far, but it's not going to win you a tournament. Um, so yeah, I have the Shanghai Dragons 3-2 um, advancing into the final. And just because of Shanghai Chengdu, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, Shanghai just basically like a 10% better version, if not 15, uh, on the pretty much same style. I think there's, there's a world, like, Sheng Shengdu didn't look completely outclassed in the finals that they played against Shanghai, but yeah, yeah you, it's not enough to predict that. So Shanghai going to the finals, yeah. Now, the actual finals time. Uh, this is kind of what we've been waiting for. This is going to be me, Shanghai versus Hunters in the final. Mm. Um, and I got to lean into the fact that we are cursed to always have bad finals. So it's going to be Shanghai winning four and one. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I could have put a four and zero there if I want to be mean, but I think Hunters are a better team than a zero to four. Sure. Um, but I mean, we've seen, I've already talked about this game in the winners finals. I, th I think Hunters, they've been good. But what they lack in their roster in terms of their limitations just don't exist for hunt for for the dragons. And where they are strong is mostly strong in one player. And the rest of the team are not going to be able to match the dragons. And this is where people always go back to like, oh, you you know, hunters are not a team that just gets carried by, by one player. They have all these other guys in the mix that are going like, yeah, you say that, but then you compare them to the hunters to the dragons, and it's like, no, I, I take Iziaki any day of the week. No, I take Lee Jing on any day yeah. of the week over Nishio Valtozo. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know if I take Fate every day of the week, but I'm I feel good about Fate. Uh, Void easy pick for me as well. Um, over Late Young, Late Young's been good, but Void's goaded. Yeah. Uh, the only player on the dra on the hunters that I take over the dragons players is Leave, mm -hmm. and that's it. And even then, it's like if you put leave and lift, that's a hard, that's a hard choice for me. Yeah. Sometimes I probably still pick leave because I want the flexibility rather than just the somber prowess and certain prowess and other hit scans. But dragons should not be losing this final. Dragons should be the winner of the grand finals. They should be the champions of Overwatch League 2021. Yep. And the last Overwatch one champions. Um, yep. Yeah, they're gonna go from Owen 40 to winning the champions. tournament. Sick. It's yep. kind of crazy. Sick transition. Uh, you guys both have San Francisco, Shanghai. Is that correct? Yeah. The battle of the eras. One old era, the old guard coming in. Yeah. In a, in a very comical way, you know, the Owen Forty team, like you mentioned, coming in finally, battling against you know what probably will go down as you know uh, the the dynasty of uh, Overwatch One. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be a bad final. I hate to break it to you. I agree with Avril. It's going to be shit no matter what you give them because the Shanghai Dragons are fucking insane. You can't beat them. And the only way you can beat them is if you really stack the deck and they pick you early in the quarterfinals and you cheese them. <laughs> right? Like, 
this goes back to like StarCraft lore, where if you get a, a Korean in the in the round of 32 and you hit him with a two base all in, you might just maybe take a map. That's the kind of argument that I have to make to see this San Francisco Shock beat the Shanghai Dragons in the corner finals round one, right? Like you have to reach to some crazy universe that isn't possible. Again, with one pick, and I be wholeheartedly believe this, Moon has secured this championship. They've played them already. They know exactly what they're going to do. You think that they're going to adapt over a multi-day time where they have to prepare for other teams? Of course not. De Shanghai beats every, other, every, every single one of these other teams. The only team that they're concerned by is the San Francisco Shock. They're doing weird stuff in play-ins. I'm not trying to deal with that in the finals without, without controlling if I can get that early on in the bracket. I don't want to have to prepare for that in the final day. I want to get that early and I want to have notes on that really, really, you know, just comfortably. I don't want to have to watch Dallas play the, the shock in the winner's final and try to compare and contrast. No, I want to play them early so that I can beat them in the final. This is going to be 4-2. It's not going to be fun. Shanghai, by the way. I don't know if that wasn't clear. <laughs> All right, Yusuke, you got the same game. I disagree with it being a shit final. I think it will be a banger. I hope so. Um, but I also have Shanghai wing winning. Um, Look at you, Shanghai simps out there. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of paths lead to Shanghai, I guess. Um, but in the end, they are the undeniable team this season, right? Like two stage titles. Um, like, was it three finals? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, first seed like they it's once again like, I, I talked to Joe beforehand and I think it's too late for this to to still happen because oh. like if had they been more had they been a better team in season one and whatnot but mm -hmm. like it's not not that far away that you could say that the Shanghai Dragons were the best team, especially if they win this season, the best team in Overwatch 1, which is nuts to think for a team that went 0-42, right? Like, clap for the organization for completely turning that around after the absolute shit show that mm -hmm. season 1 was. Completely revamping that team. Also giving, like, Moon has to be also considered one of the greatest coaches of Overwatch 1 for sure, given yep. their success with, um, with the Valiant. Like, it's, it's, it's not, like, you can all agree, like, pound for pound, there is not a better team, probably in Overwatch history, than the Shanghai Dragons right now. I think there are way more spots in, yep. uh, in the San Francisco Shock roster that they had in the past seasons than mm -hmm. there ever was during this time for the Shanghai Dragons. They just don't have a bad player on this team. They don't have an average player on the team. They don't even have a good player on the team. Every single player on this team is a great player, a top three player in their role. And it's not like it is because they just bought themselves together the best roster. They scouted Lip. They uh, attracted Flatter, who by all accounts was like, I, I revisited some meme tweets from me, like thinking that Flatter was basically washed after the, the uh, soul yeah. fiasco. They took on Fate. Like that's a call by Moon Fate now the best main tank in the in the league by my accounts just by the fact that he can play ball and uh, I'm sorry gap fearless in those uh, destined finals 
Um, I mean, Lee gone. Lee gone upgraded massively in his hero pool. I'm not sure. As a rookie, first season Shanghai. For, for sure. Iziaki, to, to stick with that guy from the Valiant, I think, like, I didn't see it uh, probably until this nope. season that this kid is cracked and probably the, the best flex support currently, especially with Violet dropping off the face of the earth, for, seemingly. I think Twilight was the better flex support for uh, Sh uh, Shock this season. Like, this team is just so well-rounded. And then to be able to drag them and also, like, once again, if they actually can get back to their old form that they had in the midseason, having taken that break and having made that judgment call to take that break and then that to, to pay off, phenomenal season. And while I think it will be very close just by the nature of, like, everyone, in sh sh like, maybe they might have not been hungry to go, like, to the tournaments, whatnot. Maybe they had internal struggles. Maybe that's all, ha like, everyone wants a three-peat on that team. Of course. So, uh, I think it will be very close. I think it will be symbolic for the torch given over to the final and new definitive era of a new team. And what better team could it be than the Shanghai Dragons? storybook ending all said i mean and that would end the book and that would end the story for overwatch one and then hopefully we'll have to see how things change for overwatch two as i'm sure rosters will need to be shuffled up a little bit brand new game brand new format 5v5 you know the rest of the story but that's gonna do it guys that's gonna be episode 192 done and dusted we went through the entire playoffs bracket um we started off quite different we ended the entire way the same actually we started off the same because uh, my nine head decided to start us on the fourth game, which we yeah. had, you know, Chengdu, Dallas, <laughs> Glads all aligned, and then it was that final game, that first game, which we discussed last, which was the one where we diverged paths. Uh -huh. So excellent there. But we all land on Shanghai. Um, and the next time we see you guys will be after round one has concluded, we'll be then discussed how round one has gone, who gets into the lower bracket, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the playoffs and revisiting maybe these brackets after we get to see actually how all the teams are doing but thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you next time